stay tuned for the beginning. Thank you for listening. The gifts of meditation and mindfulness to create a happy life in a better world. I'm not ready. I'm eager to gather feedback from those rare souls who take with this in mind. Thank you so much for taking the time to read this early draft of my book. Please note, this draft has not seen the eyes of an editor, so if grammatical and punctuation errors are too distracting, feel free to stop and wait until I polish it up to a point you can read it comfortably. Please feel free to highlight any sections that you find problematic or otherwise worth noting in any way. Also, feel free to write notes at any point. Anyway, don't also feel free to write notes at any point about any portion of the book. About any portion of the book. If you write notes in the middle of the book, then please highlight your notes so I can easily find them like this. Also, feel free to just read it without taking any notes. If for any reason you find you lose interest and stop reading the book, please still give me feedback on the portion you did read. When you are finished reading, please go to this page and complete this feedback form. This form will help me understand how different audiences respond to the subject matter covered. Matt Reddy, Net, thanks again for reading. Sincerely, Matt Reddy, The Power of Mindfulness, How to Use the Gifts of Meditation and Mindfulness to Create a Happy Life in a Better World by Matt Reddy. I am eager to gather feedback from those rare souls who take the time to read what I have right with this in mind. I gladly invite your questions, comments, and feedback at any time while in the middle or upon conclusion of your reading. If you are so inspired, please feel free to email me at mindfulaction at gmail.com. I thank you in advance for the lessons I will learn from you. Copyright, copyright 2014 by Matthew W. Ready all rights reserved. This document is geared towards providing exact and reliable information in regards to the topic and issue covered. The publication is sold with the idea that the publisher is not required to render accounting, officially permitted, or otherwise qualified services. If advice is necessary, legal or professional, a practiced individual in the profession should be ordered. From a declaration of principles which was accepted and approved equally by a committee of the American Bar Association and a committee of publishers and association from a declaration of principles which was accepted and approved equally by a committee of the American Bar Association and a committee of publishers and associations, in no way is illegal to reproduce, duplicate, or transmit any part of this document in either electronic means or in printed format. Recording of this publication is strictly prohibited and any storage of this document is not allowed unless with written permission from the publisher. All rights reserved in no way is illegal to reproduce, duplicate, or transmit any part of this document in either electronic means or in printed format. Recording of this publication is strictly prohibited and any storage of this document so is I not allowed unless... I don't know why it just says all that about uh, recording and reproduction. Um, that must have been some text that was uh, hold on let me pause this under no circumstances will any legal responsibility or blame be held for any reparation, damages, or monetary loss due to the information herein, either directly or indirectly. The information provided herein is stated to be truthful and consistent in that any liability in terms of inattention or otherwise by any usage or abuse of any policies, processes, or directions contained within is the solitary and utter responsibility of the recipient reader. Under no circumstances will any legal responsibility or blame be held against the publisher for any reparation, damages, or monetary loss due to the information herein, either directly or indirectly. Directly. Respective authors own all copyrights not held by the published. Respective authors own all copyrights not held by the publisher. The information herein is offered for informational purposes solely and is universal as so.
The presentation of the information is without contract or any type of guarantee assuring the information herein is offered for informational purposes solely and is universal as so. The presentation of the information is without contract or any type of guarantee assurance. The trademarks that are used are without any consent, and the publication of the trademark is without permission or backing by the trademark owner. All trademarks and brands within this book are for clarifying purposes only and are they owned by the owners themselves, not affiliated with this document. The trademarks that are used are without any consent, and the publication of the trademark is without permission or backing by the trademark owner. All trademarks and brands within this book are for clarifying purposes only and are they owned by the owners themselves, not affiliated with this document. Table of contents forward this book is a work of tactical dancing and writing these words, I am dancing upon the keyboard of this instrument and everything I do, I am seeking to hear the music of the universe, to move with eternity in such a way as to create more harmony, beauty, joy, laughter, learning, and wisdom at times. I may even seek to create healthy tears and screams of passion and power yet. I promise you, I am not doing this to feed myself or my ego alone. I create for us, you and me and all our relations. Let us share the wonders of the world and the universe. Let us share the resources of the world so that we might fashion a future together. Is it really that complicated a task? Is it really so hard to be a part of that path and stop being an obstacle to that vision? Listen, listen to the people around you, just listen and then when the time is right, speak your truth from your heart. The moment you start doing that, the world will start to transform around you. It all begins right now, right at the center of your heart and soul. Rise up, my friends, rise up, my friends, rise up and claim your power. And then let us share that power to craft a better world. The time is now, the time is always now. Matt Reddy, 2016 Introduction Summary Happiness is the word I use to describe the ultimate goal of all life because it is the best word I have found all beings naturally seek a better life for themselves, yet in so doing I believe they ultimately seek a better world for all. Creating a better world begins with the world within us, the world of our minds, emotions, and consciousness, the work required to find that inner peace.
that inner peace and clarity can only be done by you yet. The work will not end there to seek a better world this is to seek it everywhere. Are you happy? This is one of the most important questions you can ever ask yourself. Don't ignore the answer. If you are not happy or not as happy as you wish to be, then this book can help you through sharing the practices of meditation, mindfulness, and mindful action. Meditation is the practice of being still. Mindfulness is the practice of being aware. Mindful action is wise action taken from a place of calm, open awareness. Write notes or write notes a little too long a philosophical discussion of the word happiness if this how to meditate section becomes a pamphlet then this introduction must change the description of the book or perhaps it can refer to this series of books it is a recipe for living a happy life it shares one subject slash practice helping others find a happy path but not really a full cookbook introduction my name is matt reddy and i am a seeker i have lived the bulk of my life striving to figure out what is worth living for and how then to do it along the way i've made a lot of mistakes fallen into some deep stagnant ruts and occasionally wallowed in what seemed to be inescapable traps yet through the course of this journey i have also learned a few things one lesson i learned on my journey is that not all paths in life are equal One lesson I learned on my journey is that not all paths in life are equal. For a time I dabbled with the existential attitude that life is absurd and nothing matters, and indeed, there is something to learn from exploring this way of seeing yet. It is not where I landed in the end. Some things do matter. Some conditions are better than others and are worth seeking, promoting, and nurturing. Another lesson I learned was it is helpful to have some words to describe the paths in life that are preferable. For many years I would use a variety of words in my personal writing to describe the preferable paths in life. I test drove words like happiness, salvation, enlightenment, fulfillment, self-actualization, and even utopia. Yet, as I attempted to discuss these topics with others, I found different words trigger different assumptions, often leading to a debate about the best word to use, rather than a discussion of the substance of the problem. So then I sometimes tossed out all such words and simply used the clunky phrase, the power of mindfulness how to use tea that didn't last long. Eventually, I decided happiness is the best word available and I simply define it for myself and my writing as that which is worth seeking in life. Hopefully, you can live with my use of the word happiness as it frequently arises in this book. Some people may object to the elevation of the word happiness. In college, a philosophy graduate student at the University of Maryland once said to me, there are many things far more important than happiness. If I wanted to be happy, then I might simply find a way to do cocaine and be high all the time. That's not the life I want to live. My response to such objections is that if it is not the life you want to live, then it is not happiness. For me, a happy life is synonymous with the life I want to live. On the other hand, happiness to me does not necessarily imply survival. Valuing your happiness does not mean you value your life above all others. 
I can imagine countless situations in which I would sacrifice my life without hesitation to attempt to save or help people I care about. In fact, I've risked my life for people I have never met before. And if I die as a result of making such choices, I will die seeking happiness. Happiness is not selfish. To seek a happy life does not mean to seek only for oneself. For those who idealize the idea of selflessness or of service to others, are you not simply seeking happiness for others? If you wish another being well, then you wish them happiness, do you not? But then, how can you help others be happy if you yourself are not happy? How can you help other people find something you have not found? To help others find happiness, I believe you must first seek to understand what happiness is otherwise how could you possibly help someone else find it. Some may believe the key to happiness is found by valuing the happiness of others over their own. I believe there is some truth to this, but the nature of that truth can only be understood through your own trial and error. There will always be limits to how much one person can truly touch the life of another. Moreover, the person in this world you will always and forever have the most power to love and influence is you. And so this book will begin with an exploration of happiness, your personal happiness. It begins there because that is where life begins for all of us. Who are you? Why are you here? What do you live for? How do you decide what to do with life? These questions will take us on an exploration of meditation, mindfulness. Also feel free to jay as you will see through the course of this book. My quest for happiness has taken me through meditation and mindfulness into the world of political activism and politics, endeavors that may seem rather incompatible, yet mindfulness and activism are beautifully connected. For perhaps what we are all seeking should simply be described as a better world for ourselves and all life on earth. I suppose my truth is that creating a better world begins with the world within us, the world of our mind, emotions, and consciousness. I believe every person has the right if not the duty to attend to that inner world, for that world needs care and attention. Moreover, there is inner work to be done that only you can do. And yet, that is not where the work ends. To seek a better world is to seek it everywhere. With that said, let us begin this literary journey together on our mutual quests for a better world. Let us begin with you, your life, and your happiness. Are you happy? Are you happy? Do yourself a favor and don't rush your answer to that question. It's important. Are you happy? Stop reading right now and ask yourself that question. Most likely, no one is watching you at this moment, so no one is judging you for your reaction to that question. The only being that is passing judgment on your reaction to that fundamental question is you, so the least you can do is answer the question as honestly and as thoughtfully as you can and don't be afraid of the answer. There is no wrong answer. It's okay if you are not totally happy. Life is hard. If you are not totally abundantly happy, then this is nothing to be ashamed of. You are not a failure. In fact, failure is not a sign of failure. Failure is a sign of effort. As Thomas Edison said, I have not failed. I've just found 10,000 ways that won't work. 
if you are unhappy or if you are not as happy as you would like to be, then you simply have learned a lot about things that don't work, that don't lead directly to happiness. It is wonderful that you have learned so much, even if some of these lessons have been painful. You cannot find the path to happiness without learning a lot about suffering. If you are not abundantly happy, then you have gained exquisite insight into some paths that lead astray from happiness and you can now use this wisdom to help yourself, the people in your life, and perhaps the world. If you are not happy, then this book can help you. This book is written to help people see and follow their paths to happiness in a thriving, fulfilling life. On the other hand, if you are happy, then this book will help you maintain and enhance that happiness. This book may also challenge the way you think about the relationship between your personal happiness and the well-being of everyone else in the world. We are going to ask and explore some big questions. This book will teach you about practices that I find are the most powerful, direct, positive, transformative forces for enhancing one's life. Also feel free to just read it. There are other practices besides these that can help you. But I have found meditation and mindful action to be the most fundamentally essential. It may be helpful to clarify a little bit about meditation and mindfulness. Meditation and mindfulness are both practices. Meditation in the most simplistic terms is simply the practice of being still. Mindfulness in its most simplistic terms is the practice of being aware. Both practices complement and enhance the other. When you practice meditation, it is easier to build mindful awareness. As you build your awareness, it is easier to be still. What I refer to as mindful action is an action taken from a place of calm, confident and open awareness, which you can cultivate through practicing both meditation and mindfulness. We will explore all these concepts in much more detail as we go along. This book is written for those who are searching. This book is written for those who wish to learn and grow. If that is you, if you are beginning or one who is always seeking to begin again, then this book is written for you. I am not a teacher from any specific school of thought regarding meditation, mindfulness, happiness, or political theory. I hold no loyalty to any specific teachers, philosophies, or practices, but rather I live my life freely lifting what seems to work for me from wherever I find it. You might consider the contents of this book my personal recipe for finding and sticking to the path to fulfillment, joy, and happiness. As such, my tastes and preferences may work well for some and not others. As Thoreau said, I trust that none will stretch the seams in putting on the coat, for it may do good service to those whom it fits. Throughout this book, you will learn more about my story, my particular narrative. Yet, the most important thing to know about me is that I am a fellow human, a fellow conscious being in this universe striving to find a healthy, happy, flourishing path in life. I have written this book to help you find your happiest and healthiest path and I believe if you find it, you will make my world more beautiful. So, thank you for taking the time to read what I have to share. May it serve you well. Personal Narrative 1 Forward this book is a work of tactical dancing. In writing these words, I am dancing upon the keyboard of this instrument then the story of my 2011 life crisis and the re-embracing of meditation practice. 
Then, a transition in how to meditate which feels disjointed. Early in the book, why would the reader understand this need to meditate? A different story perhaps showing the role of meditation helping me might do something. Let us share the resources of the world so that we might fashion my introduction to the concept came from a book I made my parents buy for me that claimed to contain the secrets of the ninja. When I read that ninjas meditated then I decided so would I. And so I did my best to lay in bed and meditate following the instructions in my secret ninja manual. I remember that very first crude attempt at meditation made a marked impression upon me. I felt myself relax and be still in a way I had never experienced before as a result. I practiced meditation every night for a few weeks before I was distracted and moved on to other interests as a 10-year-old boy does then from time to time I would try it out again over the years. I practiced meditation off and on, slowly beginning to understand how the practice impacted my life journey. While in college at the University of Maryland, I dabbled more deeply in meditation practice looking back. I find it remarkable how much meditation I practiced without receiving or looking for much guidance. Time and time again I would meditate every day for increasingly long periods of time until I sensed a change in my state of being. Then I would notice how my entire being seemed to just slow down and settle into a calmer state, like a car shifting gears. I would feel this calmer state for days and my meditation practice would deepen. Yet, ironically, I often then suddenly stopped meditating. It was as if I didn't know where else to go with the meditation practice, so I just became frustrated and stopped. The cycle of life with meditation and life without meditation continued through my 20s and 30s. I lived through numerous phases in life where I would meditate every day, multiple times a day. It always impacted me, but often in ways I couldn't fully understand. I often struggled with it, not knowing exactly why I was doing it or what its purpose was. At times I had people in my life that criticized the practice and actively discouraged it. Eventually, I stopped meditating completely, and then my life hit a crisis. My crisis point my life was at a crossroads in April 2011. I remember the exact moment I began to awaken to this fact. I was standing in the shower staring at the wall. I felt miserable. My software business, to which I had devoted countless hours and invested much of my savings in, was out of money. My friends and family had been so inspired by my passion for the business that they had invested in my company and me. For the past year and a half I had pinned my future hopes on this company taking off and creating a new and exciting career path for me. Even my amazing girlfriend Stacy had invested her time and energy to help. Yet, as I stared at the shower wall, hot water washing over my face and body, I was finally facing the fact that it was over. My software venture had failed and it was time to close up shop. I needed to move on and face the consequences with my friends, family, and business partners. This realization seemed to feed an unremitting ache in my belly. I felt filled with sadness and fear. What the hell do I do now? I thought to myself, I couldn't just stop and move on. 
It wasn't that simple. Ending a business with partners and investors requires some careful steps. More importantly, I had to have some difficult conversations I needed to speak to those that believed in me, invested in me, and explain my failure. I felt overwhelming pressure and dread as I imagined those conversations hitting me even deeper. Was the feeling of loss and confusion a large part of my life's purpose and meaning was suddenly dissolved to dust with the dissolution of my business venture the software I had designed was not only intended to change my life, it was intended to change the world. I thought, even after I get through the pain of closing shop, what then was I going to do? How did I get here? I wondered to myself. How did I get so lost? Couldn't I have seen this many months ago? Regret surged through me. I had wasted a lot of time and energy unnecessarily. I scolded myself. If I had only been a little more patient, a little more careful and thoughtful in my decision-making, I thank you in advance for the lessons I will learn from you. Copyright, Copyright 2014 by Matthew W. Ready all rig, I hadn't attacked an innocent wall since fifth grade when I was heartbroken over my desire for a cute classmate named Nikki. Even then, as I punched the bathroom wall before returning to class, the action felt forced and contrived, more an experiment than an authentic act. I had long since abandoned such macho manifestations as silly, yet, now as an adult, again in a bathroom, my strike against the shower wall felt sincere. The frustration and despair in my body was desperately searching for ways to escape. Breathing deeply, I then realized something. Not only was I not happy, I suddenly realized that the software business wasn't going to make me happy even if it had succeeded. It had never been the right path for me. A part of me had known this for a long time. I shouldn't be standing here mourning the end of this path. I had been following the wrong path all along. This is an opportunity to get back on a true track to happiness. I felt crushed and embarrassed with myself. Why had I pinned my dreams on this software company? This is not the life I wanted. This is not the life I dreamed about when I was in college. Memories of the happiest moments of my life flashed briefly through my vision, each one like a slap in the face, yet, I promise you, I am not doing this to you why was I living a life that wasn't exploring the activities that have proven to bring me the most satisfaction and happiness? I found myself weeping a few bursts of tears. I urgently wanted to get myself back on track, back on the path of happiness and wisdom. What did I need to do to find my way and never ever allow myself to get so lost again? I left the shower, by now thoroughly clean, and got dressed. I walked into my living room and sat on my futon couch. It was Saturday morning and I had the day all to myself. I asked myself, what now? Do I go for a walk? Do I read a book? Do I watch TV and simply escape from my sorrow for hours? Perhaps if I had not felt quite so miserable, if I had only felt my normal level of unsatisfied malaise, I would have turned on the TV and simply slept my way on in life. 
but there is. Something extra motivating about hitting a crisis point, a uniquely miserable state, an especially low low. Perhaps it is simply the extraordinariness of peak misery that can help get your attention to wake up. I didn't want to bury my head in the sand. I wanted to turn around and go decidedly the right direction. I didn't want to wander forward aimlessly. I wanted to move forward in life towards happiness and fulfillment. I wanted to move with thoughtful, attentive purpose. I picked up a piece of paper and began making a list. I told myself, I am going to list every possible thing I could do with the next several hours and I'm not going to do one until I know it is absolutely the right thing to do. I began listing out options. Go for a walk. Do art which I hadn't done in years. Call someone. Write something. Go to a movie. Eat. Exercise. After a few minutes, a few items on the list seemed to call to me, but nothing seemed the perfect next step. Then after about 10 minutes sitting still, the answer finally emerged out of the fog of my mind. I needed to meditate. I needed to meditate. This revelation was like a neon sign that had been blinking in the back of my consciousness for the previous five years. Five years is how long it had been since I last sat in regular daily meditation. For five years I had been paddling downstream without stopping to truly reconsider my path. As I sat on the futon gazing out my sun-filled window, I remembered how meditation always helped me find my way when I did manage to practice it. I needed to practice it now. I needed to make it a permanent part of my life. Yet. I also remembered I never managed to keep up the practice. I always started it up, got to a certain point, began to flounder, and then stopped. I thought to myself, I want to meditate and learn how to not flounder. I realized I needed to not just practice as I always did. I needed to learn more about it from people who have more experience and other clear path of action crystallized in my consciousness. This form will help me understand how I had never taken a meditation class before. All my knowledge and experience came from a handful of readings, not all by ninjas, and a lot of self-exploration. In fact, a part of me had taken pride in my independence, but now, in this moment of crisis, I was finally willing to admit I needed outside help to understand meditation better. I sat on the futon and considered this new goal of attending a meditation class. How can I go to a class? I thought there was a local group that taught a class once in a while. I grabbed my computer and did some quick research. I learned that they did a class once a month. I didn't want to wait. I wanted to take a class immediately. I didn't want to wait anymore. And then for the third time, an answer lit up my mind. I thought I might be able to take a class right now if I use the internet. Maybe I could find a meditation class video right now on the internet. 
I returned to my computer, and after a little searching, I quickly found some free meditation classes online. I felt a joyful thrill of energy surge through my body as I scoured the internet and explored some more options. I was filled with inspiration and purpose, and following this energy was immediately beginning to heal my sorrow and pain. Simply searching for the class and doing some research was rejuvenating me. I found what looked like a great set of videos. They were videos about 45 minutes long of a class on insight meditation. I sat down, got settled in, and watched and followed the first 45-minute class. After the class was done, I felt more clarity about how to practice meditation than ever before in my life. I then meditated. When my meditation was complete, I felt calmer. I felt much more at ease about how to spend the rest of my day. I chose the rest of my activities that day carefully, patiently. I didn't follow any routines, but I considered, what did I need? What would feed me? I eventually chose a few actions that seemed positive and nourishing. Let us share the resources of the world so that we might fashion a future together. Is it really by the end of that day, I had turned a corner? I didn't know exactly what lay ahead, but I had begun to feel my inner barometer of happiness once again. I began meditating every day. I went to meditation workshops. I read more books about meditation. I spoke to many more people about their experience with meditation. I continued to work my day job and follow my normal routines, but I began to be more mindful, more thoughtful, and more attentive. I began to question my routines and question whether or not they were what I really wanted to do with my time. What else could I do? Was I missing opportunities? Were these activities stimulating growth or sustaining stagnation? Every day, as I meditated and worked to mindfully move through life, these questions and more became alive and urgent once again. As I wrestled with these fundamental questions with renewed energy, I changed, and I then began changing my life. My life has evolved in some interesting ways since I fully embraced meditation as one of my foundational practices. Meditation has proven to me time and again its value on my personal life journey, yet there are many different ways to meditate. Some methods are much more difficult and I think less helpful than others. In the first section of this book, I will share with you the approach I now take, which is both simple and effective. Practicing meditation and mindful action is simple, powerful, requires minimal time, and it creates a solid foundation for every other aspect of life. Meditation can help you see yourself and your world more clearly by helping burn away the fog that clouds your mind. Mindfulness will help you see new paths and options in your life, both grand and tiny, yet all potentially life-changing.
Mindfulness and meditation will help you see, understand, and learn from the scars and pains that you carry within yourself at all times. And finally, practicing mindful action will help you choose and take wise actions that gently and powerfully change your world on an individual, interpersonal, and even global level. Meditation and mindfulness will help you do all these things, but only if you make the choice to invite them to be a part of your life. Chapter 1. Respective authors own all copyrights not held by the publisher. The information herein is offered for informational purposes solely and is universal as so. The PR life can easily begin to feel like a journey down a deep route rather than a dynamic adventure. Meditation and mindfulness practice can help us better appreciate our life journey, see more possibilities in every moment, make better choices, and enrich our life in many other amazing ways. First reflection on your personal happiness is invited. Write notes, for when writing these W how do you know what choices to make? How do you know which direction to go? How do you know what people and things are worth your investment of time and attention? How do you know which roads lead to happiness and which roads lead to regret and waste? How do you know when to make a significant change? Life is a never-ending river of such questions and decisions. We are making decisions every single second we are alive. Why are you reading this book right now? Should you stop? Should you do something else? Every single moment we are alive, we are choosing from amongst an infinite range of possible actions. Although our mind finds way to not notice this fact, some choices are big, some are small, but they all add up to your reality, to your life. Do this or do that, say this or say that, go here or go there. Speak or hold your tongue. Eat another donut or not. Sleep or not sleep. Watch a run of the West, wing or read a book or practice yoga. These are just some of the questions we all wrestle with all the time often without realizing it. The flow of choices in life is like driving a race car 200 miles an hour. Simply being alive and awake is overwhelming both in terms of the amount of information we process and in the decisions we make or don't make in every moment we are alive. From the first moment our minds become conscious, we begin to try to figure out how to deal with the awesomeness of conscious life. We learn. We construct ways to make sense of the world. We memorize behavior patterns that seem to keep us relatively safe and alive. We practice routines that seem to bring us more pleasure than pain. Yet, along with all this learning, we also easily lose some of the amazing energy and fascination with being alive. Sometimes, we learn so many routines that we forget we even have choices. We begin to obey orders and obligations rather than thoughtfully creating our path forward. Life can at times feel like a journey down a deep rut rather than like the exciting and dynamic adventure it really is.
if you want to be happy, if you want to feel that energy and amazement of life you remember from your youth once again, if you want to create your path rather than follow it, then meditation and mindfulness can help a lot. The art of mindfulness is the art of feeling the flow of our life choices and life experiences with gentle, joyful patience, allowing you to more easily make positive, satisfying choices on your life journey. Mindful awareness can help you make use of the routines and habits you have learned through your life yet to not be trapped within them. Mindful awareness, supported by a meditation practice, can help us avoid slipping into the zombie-like automatic haze in which we forget we have a choice in the things we do, how we do them, and how we respond to events. Meditation and mindfulness can help you avoid those horrible crisis points in life when you look in the mirror and say, why am I living a life I don't want? Why am I doing things that I don't want to do? At times I may even seek to create healthy tears and screams of passion and power. Yet, I promise you, I am not doing this to feed myself or my ego alone. I create for us, practicing meditation helps us see our life more clearly. It helps us grow our capacity for mindfulness. As we grow more mindful, we regain awareness of our freedom to change our lives at any moment, and we then feel empowered and in more skillful control of our journey. If you are not in control of your life journey, why would you expect it to lead where you want it to go? To learn how to feel gentle patience with the flow of life's choices, we need to work to change how we experience the present moment. We need to practice reminding ourselves of the flow of possibility that is racing past us in every second in which we continue to breathe the air on this beautiful world. My first recommendation for learning to train yourself to have this type of awareness is to practice meditation and so, it is with learning to meditate that we shall begin but first also feel free to just read it without taking any notes. If for any reason you find you lose interest and stop reading the book, please still give doing this will help you begin to see your most fulfilling path in life more clearly. So, right now, reflect upon your life and rate how happy and fulfilling your life is, with zero being totally unhappy and unfulfilling and ten being the most amazing life you can imagine. Write down your answer in a journal or go ahead and note it in this book. Also write a few sentences explaining the score you chose. Remember, no one is watching except you. Save your score and explanation. You will need it later. Then join me in the next chapter as we discuss the basics of meditation. Copyright, copyright, 2014 by Matthew W. Ready all rights reserved. This document is geared towards providing exact and reliable information in regard to learn it. You must practice it. It is worth it. Meditation. Practice will support all other things you do in life. Meditation is an internal art form which involves training the internal capacities of our attention, willpower, and awareness. Our minds dull our conscious awareness as we grow up so we can better function in the world, yet at a significant price, meditation and mindfulness can help us reawaken the vitality, creativity, and basic appreciation of life we often lose as we grow into adults. Meditation will spur growth and growth involves growing pains. This is not something to shy away from. It is necessary although sometimes unpleasant. 1. Key to approaching meditation is to remember to be gentle with yourself. 
The key is gentle, consistent pressure over time, not intense short bursts. You might think of it as a practice of slowly weaning your inner child off unhealthy, overstimulating behaviors and introducing him slash her to healthy, enriching activities. Right. Notes. With this in mind, I meditation is simple but not easy. Of course, many things in life worth doing are not easy. Right? For example, if you want to be in amazing physical shape, you have to work at it. If you want to have a basic competency in karate, baseball, or the cha-cha, there are not really any shortcuts. You must be willing to do some work, to practice, to train. One of our fundamental challenges in life is simply deciding which of the difficult challenges surrounding us are truly worth our time and effort since we can't do them all. Meditation is not easy, but is it worth trying? Is it worth it to you to try it and to practice it? Personally, I would not want to live without it. A meditation practice is like the foundation upon which everything else you value in life can rest. Establishing a reliable meditation practice is like digging down to the bedrock of reality and setting our patterns firmly upon it, rather than trusting the soft, malleable soil at the surface of the ground. Once you gain comfort in a practice, you can then count on it to support you no matter how crazy and out of control everything else gets. But again, getting to a point where meditation supports our life in this way is not easy. Not only is meditation sometimes challenging to practice, but also no matter how many years you do it, you never really master it. Rather, you simply keep gaining insight and understanding as you progress on your journey. Yet, like other physical skills, you will gain competency in direct correlation with the level of effort you put into your practice. One in everything I do, I am poor effort leads to poor results. In meditation practice, it is continuously important to seek the right level and type of effort, or right effort as it is commonly called. External art forms involve developing and training the muscles of the body in large-scale movements in our external world, interacting with objects and other people. Karate, dance, gymnastics, and golf are all examples of external art forms. Meditation is an internal art form because it involves training internal capacities of our mind and consciousness. You are probably familiar with what it is like to train a muscle to grow in strength, but you may find training your conscious capacities, things like your attention, your patience, your self-restraint, and your tolerance for emotional strain, to be strange and challenging. Meditation may be unlike any other skill or practice you have ever tried. Meditation entails learning to increase awareness and control over one's attention and willpower at the most basic level of our being. And since every single moment of your life involves your attention and willpower, improving your conscious awareness of your attention and willpower inevitably has a profound impact on every moment of our life. Two, if you write notes in the middle of the book, then please highlight why every other part of your life will be impacted by the changes in your conscious awareness. Though meditation may involve very little physical movement, you will find that your internal world is as vast, rich, dynamic, and as challenging as anything in the external world once you learn to experience it fully. In fact, your internal world contains your entire external world in addition to every world and reality you can imagine, so it is arguably much bigger and more complex than external reality.
when you close your eyes, you can contemplate both the chair you are sitting in, any chair you have ever seen, and any chair your imagination can dream up. That's a lot of material to work with, and we are merely talking about chairs at the moment. Add to that people, emotions, hopes, dreams, choices, and you again see why it is no wonder our minds have adapted ways to dull our awareness. If we were constantly aware of the infinite range of possibilities of what we might think about, how would we ever focus on tasks and get things done? If we were always absorbed in the infinity of our imagination and the wonder of the universe, then we might never have learned how to hunt or farm or trade with our neighbors. Humanity has relied upon our ability to ignore the wonder of living so that we could focus on the challenge of survival. Unfortunately, this sometimes leads us down a path where we survive, but we have forgotten what it means to live. The dulling of conscious awareness that has evolved in humanity can be observed in changes in the consciousness of a child as s slash he grows into an adult. We begin life infinitely and overwhelmingly fascinated by all that we sense and feel, and then slowly we learn to lose this fascination. To some extent, we have to lose this fascination, or else we can't function in society. It's okay for children to spend hours fascinated by an unusual insect that happens to land upon a windowsill, yet any adult who is regularly so enthralled by such things will struggle to hold many jobs. On the other hand, as our minds grow over our lifetime to be less fascinated and enthralled by the mere awesomeness of being alive, we also lose some of the vitality, creativity, and basic appreciation of life. Meditation and mindfulness can help us reawaken these capacities in very rejuvenating and healthful ways while not endangering our ability to function in society. In fact, I believe meditation and mindfulness make us function in society in far more positive ways than we would otherwise. External art forms may change how your body looks, but meditation will change your experience of you at a fundamental level. It is deeply personal, intimate, and powerful and should not be taken lightly. Committing to a meditation practice will change your life in subtle and sometimes profound ways. Meditation can help lift you out of deep ruts and long familiar patterns of behavior. It can help you see yourself and your deepest, most authentic needs and dreams more clearly. It can help you know what you need to do to be happy and can help you take action to live a happier life. But remember, this is not going to be an easy or pain-free process. Growth usually involves growing pains, and real growth can mean real pain. If growing pains felt good, we would call them growing joys or growing orgasms or maybe growing pleasure bursts. But we don't call them that. We call them growing pains because they can be quite unpleasant. Nonetheless, if you want to be happy, you can't be afraid of a little pain and discomfort. Growing pains are worth it. Think of the growing pains from meditation like having a sore body after an intense workout. That soreness is there in your muscles after a hard workout because your muscles are tearing themselves apart and rebuilding themselves to make you stronger and more flexible. Meditation and mindfulness does the same thing just with the fabric of your consciousness. It might feel disconcerting the first time you experience your world turned upside down through your own conscious growth, aided by a healthy meditation practice, but eventually you adjust to the process of such growth and awaken to a clear and beautiful day like you've never seen before. 
Remember to be gentle. It is vital that you are gentle with yourself on this journey into meditation, especially if you are very new to it. To learn to meditate, you must learn to treat yourself with a form of gentle, persistent kindness. It requires a unique form of self-love and attention. Also, it is far more important that you nurture your interest in meditation over a long period of time rather than experiencing it in short surges. You might treat stopping your life to practice meditation for a few minutes like you would treat tearing a reluctant child away from video games to visit the beach. I remember how my parents had to force me to turn off the TV and go outside and to play when I was a child. I was probably a little addicted to the stimulation of TV. In fact, your inner child may genuinely be as reluctant to meditate as a child addicted to video games will be reluctant to visit a beautiful beach. Do not turn this resistance into a war, but rather, gently negotiate with the parts of you that claim to dislike meditation. For example, if you were negotiating with a video game addicted child over a trip to the beach, you might promise the child some video game time if they promise s slash he promises to visit the beach with you once a day for a set amount of time. This is a rational, fair, and reasonable compromise. If you are gentle, firm, and compassionate, then the child will eventually consent to this peace accord. If they throw a slash, he throws a crazy out of control tantrum and absolutely refuses, then simply continue your reasonable, compassionate, yet firm terms for continuing. Moreover, after visiting the beach with you a few times, the child will likely begin to appreciate the beauty the beach has to offer. Remember, the visit to the beach doesn't have to be long. It can be just five minutes. Just as a child may be a little addicted to stimulation in this scenario, you may be a little addicted to the activities you do instead of meditating. Changing habits to learn a challenging new skill that works some unusual muscles can be as challenging as breaking strong addictions, so tread carefully and thoughtfully. It is hard and sometimes unproductive to attempt to dramatically change habits cold turkey. The key to a healthy relationship with your internal cravings and aversions is dialogue and patience. Choose negotiation and healthy compromise over war for all such conflicts and soon your inner child will begin to resemble a thoughtful, energetic, and witty companion rather than merely a pain in the arse constantly screaming at you what it wants and what it fears. In fact, learning to use gentle pressure is the first lesson and essential ingredient to gaining a capacity for mindfulness. Whether you have a lot of self-discipline or very little, you must want to learn to meditate in order to learn to meditate. If you find you are fighting with yourself and struggling against learning the practice, then stop. Let it go. Give yourself some time off from this battle. Wait until the sound of the ocean waves and the smell of the cool salty air convince your inner child to give it another try for at least a while. After all, the beach is a beautiful, magical place and it just might take some time for your inner child to fully appreciate it and agree to revisit it on a routine basis with you. There is far more to life than those things your inner child craves to constantly consume. You can have a life in which you experience fun, laughter, music, learning, creativity, ecstasy, friendship, and love without being a slave to the whims of your moment-to-moment -moment cravings and aversions. But to have this life, you must choose to embrace your power and role as the adult in the home of your consciousness. The child is not in charge.
You are so perhaps now is time to decide. Do you wish to live in harmony in your inner world, the world of meditation and mindfulness, the world of your deepest, most fundamental cravings and aversions, the world of your inner child or not? If you prefer a life of inner harmony, exciting exploration and growth, and rich, meaningful relationships, then meditation will help you find it and sustain it. So if you're interested in giving it a try, the next chapter will teach you how to meditate. Chapter 3. Also feel free to just read it without taking any notes. If for first simple steps, then more details. Invitation to try it now. Write notes, the power of them. If you study meditation, then you will quickly find there are many different possible techniques. Different techniques have different things to offer, just like different styles of martial arts and different forms of dance have different things to offer. This chapter is intended to merely serve as a reasonable place for a beginner to start. And don't worry, you don't need to know everything about meditation to reap incredible benefits from practicing the basics. How to meditate, be still. Be still. That's it. That is truly the only single step you truly need to know to meditate. If you wish to meditate, simply be still. There are many subtle variations to how you might practice being still and each variation may have something different to teach you, but at its most basic level, meditation is simply the conscious act of being still. Anytime and anywhere you ever feel the desire, impulse, need, or inspiration to meditate, then simply be still. You might be working in the middle of a conversation, in a class, wrestling with an assailant, driving a car falling off a cliff, watching a movie, eating, drinking, looking in a mirror, smoking a joint, writing, painting, brushing your teeth, or whatever. If you wish in any moment to taste the quiet, gentle, vast power of meditation, then simply stop what you are doing and be still. That said, being still is easier said than done. The reason meditation is difficult is that stillness doesn't come naturally to most people, especially those of us immersed in the modern, fast-paced, highly stimulating, technological world. Most of us, if we wish to have stillness available to us at all times so it is there whenever we want or need it, must work to nurture and grow our capacity to be still, to stop acting, to resist the impulses and aversions pushing and pulling us to act. Through practicing stillness, we build our ability and capacity for stillness is the same way we build up any other skill or ability. Now that you now know how to meditate, the next step is learning to practice. How to practice meditation. Table of contents forward this book is a work go I suggest to new practitioners to simply start with whatever amount of time you can handle, even if it is just five minutes, and every day, sit and be still for that amount of time. As you find sitting still for your set time easier to do, you might increase the time incrementally until you find a length of time that seems right for you. The right amount and frequency of meditation for you may fluctuate up and down over the course of time. For some people, this might be all the instruction you need to dive in and get started, so go for it. For people who want more, the following section gives further specific instructions that might be helpful. How to practice meditation. I create for us, you and me and all our relations. 
Let us share the wonders of the world and the universe. Let us share the yet, though this simple instruction is elegant and beautiful in its simplicity, you might benefit from a little more specificity. Here are the basic specific steps in one single easy-to-read list for a very effective meditation practice, followed by a more detailed exploration of each. Meditation steps decide if you want periods at the ends of these statements or not. I think, yes, so all must of them, not just some is get a timer two get a meditation journal three go to a quiet spot four position your body to begin meditating list set the timer for a time that is right for you six be still seven Acknowledge and welcome that which visits those thoughts that visit your meditation session 8. When the timer goes off, slowly return to the external world whenever you are ready. 9. Journal immediately following your sit. Describe what you experience during your sit or journal about whatever you wish. 10. Also feel free to that sit. Now let's explore these steps in a bit more detail. Step 1. Also feel free to just read it without taking any notes. If for any reason you find you lose interest and stop reading that the timer is helpful, if not essential, because when you are first learning to enter the world of meditation, the world of your inner being, you will feel less anxious if you know there is something to physically call you back to the outer world when it is time to stop. If you don't set a timer, then you may find yourself spending much of your meditation sit thinking to yourself, should I stop meditating now? How long have I been meditating? The power of mindfulness, how to use the gifts of meditation and mindfulness to create a happy light to ease your mind's natural concern over the passage of time. You decide how long you will meditate before you begin. Then when you sit, your mind doesn't need to focus on the question of when to stop and instead it can explore more interesting things. Of course, your mind will most likely still have many trivial things to ponder before finding something important, but with a timer, you will alleviate at least one of the most common trivial anxieties of the meditation experience. Whenever there is a simple solution to alleviate a stress or distraction, it makes sense to take advantage of it. If you do not have a timer, you may use some external events as your timer. For example, you may know someone is coming home at a certain time or there may be a bell tower nearby to use as a time reference. Or you might simply decide you will meditate until you are interrupted or choose to stop. I have on many occasions sat and meditated in my office chair for a few minutes, using the sound of my phone at comma or approaching footsteps in or the opening door as my ending meditation bell. Prisoners who I have taught meditation to have told me they use the sound of the guards' footsteps and the jingle of keys as they make their rounds every 15 minutes as their meditation time signal. Be creative at comma and you can find some options in most any situation. The challenge of these timer alternatives is they can be a bit more stressful than a simple timer you have full control over, but they can work. With practice, you can learn to meditate perfectly well at any time without a timer, but it is challenging to begin to learn to meditate without one. So get one if you can. That's the simple solution. Step 2. 
The trademarks that are used are without any consent, and the publication of the trademarks that set the journal nearby before you meditate so you have it readily available when you finish. Again, you can meditate without making use of a meditation journal, but I believe you will dramatically increase your learning and enhance the benefits of meditation using one. I suggest at least give yourself the option of jotting down thoughts immediately following your sit by having a journal or pad of paper nearby. You may be surprised by the power of this one simple act at comma and it takes very little effort, so why not try it? Step 3 At times I may even a helpful first step in meditating is to find somewhere relatively quiet where you will not be interrupted. This is not always as easy as it sounds. If nowhere quiet is available, search in or wait until you find a place that will be quiet for at least 30 minutes. Most places are quiet between the hours of 10 p.m. and 6 a.m., so in some situations where you feel physically confined, such as in prison or living with relatives both of which are often torturous, late at night and early morning may be your ideal meditation time window. If you don't want to wait for a time window and you feel a strong need to meditate at this moment, then feel free to take decisive action to find a quiet space to meditate. Put in earplugs, go to your car, walk into the wilderness, or do something else to create a healthy meditation environment for yourself right now. Be bold. Take control of your environment. Life is short. Don't allow trivial obstacles to stand in your way and or hold you back. If people around you are resisting your need to be alone for 30 minutes, then simply use gentle communication to release their hold upon you. You might say something like, I hear your concerns yet, at this moment, I am not feeling well at comma and I need to take care of myself for at least the next 30 minutes. After that time, I shall return and I will be better able to do what you want me to do. Such a statement will work like a magic spell in almost all situations to free you for 30 minutes of meditation. If that doesn't work, you might need to practice some patience until a better moment arises as it surely will. When you want to meditate, you don't necessarily want to stop and explain to people what meditation is and why you want to do it right now. On the other hand, if you are overly forceful and abrupt with people, the friction between you may end up being the focus of your meditation session. So, when you want to meditate, I urge you to take the absolute shortest gentle route to beginning your meditation. One way to do this is to make your meditation schedule a routine that you and others become accustomed to. You might establish a daily ritual, maybe routine would be a better word whereby you always meditate at the same time and in the same place every day. For example, these days I meditate every morning. I know this and the people I live with know this. No one complains about this practice in any way as I have made it clear this is simply how I live my life. You could establish a similar daily routine that will help train yourself and the people in your world that this is how your life works. Learning how to manage distractions are as part of your meditation practice. When prisoners I've worked with begin establishing a daily meditation practice, they often tell me they will not meditate when the guards are watching. They've told me that they worry the guards will think they are doing something weird and may even think they need psychiatric attention. Yet, 
If they overcome their anxiety about the guards at apostrophe concerns, perhaps by simply informing the guards that they meditate every day, then they could feel free to meditate without that external distraction. Once you train the people in your life to be familiar with your practices, usually they learn to accept them at comma and they will stop causing significant friction. With a sustained gentle effort, you will eventually realize there's always space in your life to meditate if you make a patient gentle effort to create it. This effort is well worth it for your meditation time can grow to become a familiar, cozy, and nurturing home. So, do what you need to do to create your daily meditation opportunities. Step 4. The information herein is offered for informational purposes solely and is universal as so. The presentation of the information is without contract or any type of G. On the other hand, to learn how to meditate and to meditate most effectively, it is best to either sit on the floor or in a chair or lay down on your back. Each of these body positions has benefits and weaknesses, which depend on many variables including your body type, posture, current level of fatigue, room temperature, and more. I encourage you to experiment using each of these positions during your meditation sessions to see which ones are best for you and when they are best for you. For now, simply choose one. If you are sitting at comma then it is best to sit with your back straight balanced and dignified. If you struggle sitting for long periods without back support, like myself, then you could put a pillow or rolled up towel behind your lower back. You can also sit for a portion of your session and then shift to laying down part way through. Do what feels right for yourself. If you tend to fall asleep whenever you meditate, then you should not always choose to lie on your back but occasionally meditate while sitting since that will help you explore wakeful meditation. Falling asleep while meditating is perfectly okay once in a while, but if it always happens, then you may miss out on some of the benefits of the practice. I also highly encourage you to try meditating standing and walking at some point. Step 5. Let us share the resources of the world so that we might note that this question is not the same as how long should you meditate for. Is it really so hard to be a part of that path and stop being an obstacle to that vision? You set the timer so that you don't have to worry about the question of how long have I been meditating or should I stop meditating now? Please note, this draft has not seen the eyes of an editor so if grammatical and punctual with a timer set, these questions lose most of their oomph. The timer acts like an extension of you, the timer is your tool, the timer is like a friend who you ask to wake you from an afternoon nap you are not. Asking the timer to wrench you out of your meditation session and thrust you immediately into your external life as soon as it goes off. Now, thanks again for reading. Sincerely, Matt Reddy, The Power of Mindfulness, How to Use the Gifts of Med, Your Friend, The Timer, will nudge you at a time of your choosing and then go away. The next step is your choice. When the timer rings, you do not have to stop meditating. You may stop, you may continue. It depends how you feel at that moment. There is not a hard and fast rule at comma and you want to be careful not to create such rules for your practice. When the timer rings, you are simply receiving information. Copyright Copyright 2014 by Matthew W. What happens next, as always, is your choice. Likewise, you don't have to meditate all the way to the point in time when the timer rings. You can stop your meditation session at any moment. 
just as you can stop an afternoon nap whenever you feel ready. You always have total freedom of choice in what you do in the present moment while you practice meditation. In fact, one of the most important lessons meditation and mindfulness helps you learn is how to better see moment to moment what you can do and what is the best thing for you to do. We will explore that idea in much more detail later, since this is the crux of mindful action. So before you begin meditating, set the timer to notify you when a certain amount of time has passed of your choosing. If you are first learning to meditate, I might suggest a minimum of 20 minutes, but if that is too much to start with, then start lower. Even 5 minutes of meditation a day will feed you if that is all you can do. You can always increase the time when it feels right. Yet if you force yourself to go a lot longer than you are ready, it may detract from your ability to be nurtured by the practice. Many timers can be set to ring at intervals so you can meditate as long as you wish with periodic reminders of the passing of time. This is another area for you to experiment and see what works best for you. Step 6. In writing these words, I am dancing upon the kibo you have chosen your body position for your meditation session. You have set aside a journal if you have one. You have set a timer. Now start the timer and be still. You may keep your eyes open for a while, but do not move them. Find somewhere to let them rest without moving about. Let your eyelids hang softly over your eyes open halfway down or allow them to sink down and close over your eyes. I usually close my eyes while I meditate, but on occasion I stare at a fixed spot. Keeping my eyes open and fixed on a spot can lead to some fascinating visual experiences which you may or may not find rewarding being still. Is the first challenge of meditation and being still is the only goal of meditation you need to concern yourself with when you begin if you are able to be still still while meditating, then I believe most of the other benefits of meditation will readily follow. Our minds are all like frantically fidgeting monkeys. We hop from this to that. We look at this and then at that. We think of this and we think of that. We are constantly moving, jumping around with our attention. In meditation, we are choosing to be still. In meditation we are gently instructing the monkey mind to be still and to steady the gaze of our attention. When we meditate, we are giving the our mind permission to rest and to be at wakeful peace. Eventually our mind grows to appreciate this. When we meditate, there is nothing to fear. We do not have to be anywhere. We do not have to go anywhere. We do not have to do anything. When we meditate, the only important goal that we need to even consider is stillness, for it is stillness we are inviting into our presence. Be still. Rest. Be at peace. That is the only goal at this moment. Until that timer goes off, nothing else matters. Be still. Step 7. The information herein is offered for informational purpose you will most likely find a delete comma that the first several times you attempt to be still while meditating, it won't work so well. You will most likely find that your monkey mind this is the first time you have used monkey mind. Do you want to expand on this for people who don't understand the term? This is lingo typical of the kind of book you are writing, but the term may be new of beginners doesn't want to be still. Your monkey mind may rebel and fight you like a child you are ripping away from his video games. This is okay and quite normal. The part of you that is opposed to stillness is a valid part of you. 
The part of you that hates the quiet stillness of meditation is important and powerful. Do not scorn this part of you. Do not hate this part of you. Be gentle with yourself. Love yourself. While you meditate, hold the angry child, your frantic mind, frantic mind is better than monkey mind in your arms like you would a loved one that who is withdrawing from a brutal drug addiction for in a way you are indeed dealing with addiction. Addiction is a very apt metaphor for the resistance our the mind exhibits to in meditation practice. Your mind is most likely addicted, or at least strongly attached. To something other than quiet stillness. It may be addicted to stimulation and entertainment. It may be addicted to being alert and watchful for threats and dangers. It may be addicted to replaying old memories. It may be addicted to fantasies of the future or problem solving or planning. You may be addicted to feeling productive, whatever it is that your mind wants to do rather than be still, be gentle with its resistance, be compassionate, be kind and be loving because this is a part of you that is resisting. Listen to it while you meditate. If your mind is resisting stillness, then consider the question what does your mind want you to pay attention to and why thanks again for reading sincerely matt ready the power of mindfulness how to in this temple you and your mind are alone no one else is there to hurt you no one else is there trying to talk to you to tell you what to do or telling you what to think about in your meditation temple during your meditation time and space it is just you and your mind Now you may still hear the voices of what seems like other people while you sit. You may hear your parents, your partners, your boss, your children, your friends, or random people you know, but assuming you are genuinely alone, all these voices are really your own mind. Those people are not with you while you meditate. As your mind talks or sings or screams at you while you sit, resist the urge to tell it to shut up and be quiet like a parent scolding a hyperactive child they are escorting through church. Instead, gently cast the gaze of your attention upon whatever your mind shares with you. If your monkey mind wants to throw a tantrum in your meditation temple, then let it happen. If your mind wants to replay a conversation from dinner last night, then let it let your mind get out whatever it needs to get out. This is your temple and if your inner child is upset about or fixated upon something, you can choose to let it express itself in your mind right now. Meditation is a safe space for anything your mind needs to explore. Meditation is your sacred time. You choose how you spend it. If at any time during a meditation sit, you become overwhelmed, then know you have some options for how to handle the situation. You can focus your attention on your breath or the feelings in your body for a while. You can take yourself through a specific meditation you know. You can gently roll your head upon your shoulders or stretch your arms for a few minutes. You can of course also stop. You are in control. It is okay for a meditation sit to be a little challenging, but you don't want it to become traumatic. As we will discuss in later sections, meditation is a workout, an exercise, and so it should not be so easy that you aren't expending any effort. On the other hand, you can hurt yourself if you push yourself too hard. 
Seek to find the right balance of healthy, gentle, sustained effort just as you would if you were lifting weights or jogging every day. Step 8. Listen to the people around you. If you sit long enough, eventually the timer will ring. When the timer rings, decide if your time in your meditation temple is done for now. If you wish to stay in the temple longer, then do so. It is always up to you. If you decide it is time to end your meditation session, then look at your monkey mind one last time. Give your monkey mind a gentle mental hug. Tell it that you are its friend. Tell it thank you for all it does for you during your external life. Tell it you honor it. And then when you are ready, slowly and gently open your eyes and return to the external world. Step 9 by Matt Reddy. I am eager to gather feedback from those rare souls who I suggest you write in your meditation journal everything you can remember from your meditation in whatever random order you remember it. After that, you might journal about whatever you wish. The journaling step is optional, of course, but I found it greatly beneficial and I highly encourage you to try it. I believe journaling after meditation makes the practice exponentially more effective and beneficial. Ready to try it? You've just read my short and long answers to the question, How do I meditate? Copyright Copyright 2014 by Matthew W. Ready all rights reserved. This document is gear you always learn the most by doing. So right now, put this book down, find a quiet spot, set a timer, and meditate for 10 minutes. Less if that's too much. More if you want. After you meditate, come on back and keep reading. The information herein is offered for informational purposes solely and is universal as so practicing regularly is harder. You should practice at least 10 days before you expect to notice an impact. The more you practice, the more impact you will notice. The impact may not be what you expect. Other people may notice changes in your behavior or demeanor due to meditation practice and their reaction may impact you. I urge you to be honest with yourself in assessing whether meditation is good for you or not. Most likely, you will begin to recognize it is good for you, although it may not always be easy to practice regularly, just as you know diet and exercise are good for you but you may struggle to reflect that in your behavior all the time. This knowledge-behavior dissonance is something meditation can help you better understand and work with in a healthy manner. Your assignment now is to meditate for at least 10 total days before reading further in this book. Start now. Then the author assumes the ready did not stop reading and discusses this, then again challenges the reader to stop and meditate for 10 total days before continuing. A meditation self-assessment asks the reader if they have completed 10 days of meditation before moving on. It has responses for most possible answers continuing to push the reader to do at least 10 days of practice before going on or write notes. This form will help me understand how different audiences respond to the subject matter covered. My instinct is to make the how to meditate a separate pamphlet book with the challenge at the end or change it in this book. Either way a reward page for every day that meditation happens even with just a short quote or something would be nice for the reader. I am leaning towards a separate pamphlet truly. 
The meditation self-assessment again pushes the reader to meditate but also discourages continuation of the book again lending itself to pamphlet or relax the pressure by Matt Reddy I am eager to gate I wish to inspire then the rest of the book may help maybe if you are so inspired please feel free to email me at mindfulaction at gmail.com. I think learning the basics of meditation practice and trying it once is relatively easy. I think yawns or twice is like sticking to a diet for one or two meals. Is definitely a great step, but if that's all you do, your life won't really feel the impact of the new practice. Copyright sis, often hard to stick to a new practice or new routine long enough to feel the impact. Fish how long does that take? Efrao, hard will it be for you? When it comes to meditation, I think about 10 days is the minimum amount to begin to notice the practice starting to have some noticeable effects. And you can meditate 20 minutes a day for a total of 10 days even if they aren't perfectly consecutive you should start to notice a subtle but significant effect on your daily life. The in. With it a bit longer and you will start to realize this growing impact is very positive in a wide variety of ways. Risk may not even be able to describe the impact exactly because you won't yet have the right words to attach to the feelings, but you will know something is happening. As you continue a daily meditation practice, one issue that might arise for you is the recognition that meditation is changing you but you are not sure you like the changes. The instance, you may notice your behavior subtly changes in social situations. The T friends, family, or coworkers may even notice something is different and some may not like it at first glance. People who start a practice of meditation start to appear more quiet and patient in social settings and this can make people used to different behavior patterns uncomfortable at first. If you find yourself wondering if the effect of meditation is desirable to you personally, pay careful attention to this. The fact that you have reached a point in your practice that you notice changes in yourself is an enormous accomplishment. And we've reached an important crossroads, a milestone in your experience with meditation just like a person who has earned a different color belt in a martial arts class. An Eve job. Naturally, I will encourage you to continue meditating, but this might not be your path. A team may need to stop for a few weeks, months, or even years. Yet may need to have time to really reflect upon how you felt when you practiced and how you feel when you don't practice. ICR. may need to go through multiple phases of meditating on a daily basis and not meditating at all for weeks on end until you finally understand why you want to establish a rock-solid dedicated daily meditation practice. Let us shy you need to do, then do it. Is it serve to be honest with yourself delete hyphen and not allow your clever mind to convince you meditation doesn't work for me, just as a video game addicted child might try to convince a parent, I don't like the beach. Eventually, if you practice meditation regularly, there is a good chance you will recognize that a daily meditation practice feels remarkably healthy.
is it will grow to recognize the changes to your thinking and awareness that meditation helps to facilitate are absolutely beneficial for your health and well-being. Liz fact, there is a very good chance you will reach a point where you know, at least intellectually, that a daily meditation practice is absolutely good for your mental and physical health, your emotional peace, your clarity, and your life path. Plate, it may continue to be hard to practice every day without stopping. Also, after you start to appreciate how beneficial meditation is, the hard part is often continuing to stick with it. Ifacence, practicing meditation can very quickly become an activity in your life just like cleaning your house, quitting smoking, eating healthy, and getting regular exercise something you know is great for you, but an activity you may struggle to practice on a regular basis nonetheless. Al's some reason, we humans have a very easy time avoiding doing activities that we know without a doubt will make our lives better. Th fact, understanding the inner mechanisms that cause this bizarre cognitive dissonance is a wonderful area to explore with meditation ironically. This dissonance may prevent you from meditating enough to do the work you need to do to understand it. Thank you. Classic chicken or the egg scenario and only you can cook up a solution to it by simply finding a way to meditate every day. The permission now, if you choose to accept it and reap the many riches and rewards it has to offer, and before beginning the next section, is to meditate at least 20 minutes a day for a total of 10 days. How? Days don't have to be consecutive. By Maffrey to miss a couple, but I challenge you to get to 10 days. With, after you do that, do I suggest you go on to the next section of this book. If you cannot meditate for 10 total days, then you or may not be ready for the next sections at comma and I suspect you won't learn as much from them. I, Tai want to learn about meditation and mindfulness, you've got to meditate. Just got to sit and do it over and over again. Copyright, cop like learning to ride a bike. This won't learn much if you just read about it or talk about it. FR need to do it. And no you meditated today yet. Then uh, how about you stop reading this book and sit for 20 minutes right now. Verse will get you 10% closer to 10 days. TH did you do it? The you put down the book and meditate. Not why not? stopped you. In rhymeditating for 20 minutes at the exact moment you finished the previous section being convenient, and even it have been a little hard to do. At times they learn the most from the activities that require a little effort. Yet it's okay to make yourself a little uncomfortable. I see our will be comfortable when you are lying in your soft cozy coffin, but right now, you are alive. Let I write effort level. 
As you push through the challenges of practicing meditation, you will start to discover and experience some very valuable things, as it will likely encounter impatience, frustration, boredom, and all sorts of feelings that will push you in different directions. Is the moments when these feelings are pushing you to do something, such as to stop meditating and go do something else, you will need to decide in those exact moments whether to obey the arising impulse or not. Lest you resist what a feeling is pushing you to do or do you simply go where it is pushing you? Play resist your impulses. How you can resist an impulse, how long can you resist it? If you practice meditation, take notice of this struggle between your impulses and your capacity for self-restraint, your ability to resist an impulse. Also struggle is a critical place of learning. They need to learn who is controlling your life, you or your impulses. You need to start struggling with meditation so that you can appreciate the tips and insights that any meditation book or teacher has to offer. You feel an unbearable impulse to open your eyes and stop meditating whether it is after one minute or 30 minutes, then you are feeling something incredibly important. Thanks. Seemingly unbearable moments are some of your best opportunities for learning and growth. The peace they happen, don't simply give in to them. How to us see how long you can resist? By M what you can learn by resisting. With TIFF you want, see what you learn by giving in to them. If you after both experiences, ask yourself, which felt better? I then choice, resisting or giving in to the impulse to stop meditating leads you to a truly better place. When you first begin resisting strong impulses that arise during meditation, you likely won't be able to resist for long. Okay. Copyright cop capacity for self-restraint at least at some level may not be terribly strong. This de-beat yourself up for being unable to resist for long, but rather congratulate yourself for whatever effort you can sustain. For Medan, impulse for 30 seconds is infinitely more impressive than immediate surrender. In no little backbone, the point is to exercise and grow and as long as you are making a healthy effort, the exercise is doing its job and you are beginning to benefit. Respect yourself and your capacities in the present moment while making a gentle healthy effort to make progress in the direction you want to move. Something inspired you to read this book and to learn more about meditation and mindfulness. The info you are new to meditation or perhaps you are someone who has practiced it a lot at different times in your life. The question of the moment is, are you practicing it right now on a daily basis? Table of contents for this book is a work. You can make the changes in your life you need to make your life journey as healthy and as flourishing as you want it to be. And you know meditation is good for you or if you are convinced you would like to find out if it is or not, then now is a perfect moment to establish a new routine. And stop reading and go meditate for 20 minutes a day for 10 days. And take them back and continue reading. Yet, I have so much to talk about. Meditation practice self-assessment did you ever read a choose your own adventure book as a kid? I see I read a section of story and then you choose chose what happened next. Let I would turn the page to the corresponding continuation of the story. This is to love these books. Is it we are going to take a page out of that style of book and let you choose your next section? The question you need to answer is listen to the people around you. Just listen.
And then when the time is right, speak your truth from your heart. The moment you start doing that, not yet, because 10 days have not passed yet and I want to read more. 2. No, but I meditated a few times. 3. No, I just couldn't find the time. If no, I tried it once at comma and I just can't do it. This F4. Some other reason not listed. 6. Yes, meditated at least 20 minutes a day, a total of 10 days. Thanks, Agu Answer 1. The power of mindfulness, how to use the gifts of meditation and mindfulness to interesting. Do you always do what you want to do? How you were in an exercise class and the instructor suggests you do a few more push-ups then than feels comfortable, then what would you do? Bye. Can do about 20 push-ups before I want to stop. With I can push myself to do about 8 more before I really want to stop. If yo I usually stop. I thought about you. You want to read more of this book before trying to meditate for 10 days. Will not get as much out of the following sections of this book if you do not first meditate at least 10 days. Copyright challenge you to follow my instruction. The is not in order. Have no power or authority over you. And I'm merely trying to share with you what I consider the most profoundly powerful tools I have ever encountered in life the tools of meditation and mindfulness. Though you trust my judgment at all that I can help you learn about these tools, then I challenge you to trust my judgment and push yourself to do something you don't fully want to do, although a part of you may want to do it. Respire eating and meditate 20 minutes a day for 10 days. Right now. Just as a physical trainer might challenge you to lift a slightly heavier weight or run a bit further than you want to, I am challenging you to stop reading and meditate. To then do it every day for a total of 10 days before reading on. The choices is always yours to make. The Tradito Meditate is about building up capacities in your consciousness and one of these vital capacities is your willpower and your self-discipline. In a book only do so much. Some point, if you want to build muscle, you've got to go to the gym and pick up the weights. And really have to try to meditate to begin to learn anything about it. In Go do it now and come back when you have 10 days under your belt. Answer 2. No. At T I meditated a few times. Be great. ICRGO meditate every day until you get to 10 days and then come back to this book to continue. Answer 3. Let us just couldn't find the time. Is delete hyphen I totally understand. List off time and space is one of the most common obstacles to a regular meditation practice. Please gain some of the skills and powers of mindfulness. You will learn that you have plenty of power to make time and space for the critical activities of your life. Else will learn how to take time away from activities that you don't really enjoy and that don't really enhance your life. If example, to make time for meditation you might cut out some TV time or simply get out of bed 30 minutes earlier every morning. Al you might sneak out to your car during your workday to meditate like I used to do all the time. This for you do something like this to free up 20 minutes every day can help you build self-control and self-discipline so that you can adjust your life to fit in whatever you want to fill it with. Thanet cannot help you unless you find a way to start practicing. Say you want to learn to meditate and learn to enjoy and explore the amazing transformative power of mindfulness, you must make the time to meditate.
How creative, by brave, with honest, if you ain't happen. I then is no shortcut to capacity for mindfulness just as there is no shortcut to a black belt in kung fu outside of movies like The Matrix. If You want to build the muscles in your arms, then you can do push-ups, but you have to do it several days a week. It once a month will not build strength. Copyrights I want to develop the mental muscles and capacities that meditation can help you build, then you have to figure out a way to practice. This one is practicing for 10 days total. Answer 4. From treat at once at comma and I just can't do it. Delete hyphen this is absolutely normal, but the answer is not that you cannot do it. The answer is you cannot do 20 minutes. Respect what? I cannot do 50 push-ups today, but I can do 20. If you cannot do 20 minutes of meditation, then you simply have some barriers you need to work with before you get there. The end barriers are very common and extremely noteworthy. That if you do not ever overcome them, you can learn a lot about yourself by pushing up against them for 10 solid days. If you cannot meditate for 20 minutes, how long can you meditate? Minutes? Minutes? In W minute? In inverse seconds? At times your answer is, that is where you are at right now. Yet, I ask no point in trying to be somewhere you are not. I care where you are. Let us who you are right now and work with that. Is effort you put in will benefit you. If you can only do one minute of meditation before you feel an unbearable need to stop, then this is an extremely important phenomena to understand about yourself. Is it cheat yourself out of some important self-wisdom by just saying to yourself, I can't hold my attention still for long, or listen to the people around you. Just listen. Statements and labels like this do not do justice to what is happening in your consciousness when you struggle to be still. Else are more complicated than such simplistic statements. If you important is happening in those moments, I challenge you to look at this something and try to understand it more deeply. If you cannot meditate for 20 minutes, then I challenge you to meditate for whatever length of time you can, 1 minute, 5 minutes, 10 minutes or whatever. T challenge you to meditate for however long you can, once a day, for 10 days you do that, then go ahead and go on to the next chapter. Though you can push yourself just far enough to accomplish that, then you deserve to read on if you are so inclined. TH answer 5, how to use the gifts of meditation and M delete hyphen try again. By McCann do it. Answer 6, with TH meditated at least 20 minutes a day a total of 10 days. Great. I think job. Have just overcome the one of the biggest obstacles you will ever encounter on your quest to learn to be mindful. Copyright wish I were talking with you right now so you could tell me if it was easy or hard for you to accomplish this. Would happily share with you some of my stories of struggling to make time to meditate. If our lives sometimes come up with the most fascinating and amusing roadblocks. In noons we begin to see every roadblock with the eyes of gentle wisdom. We begin to realize there is almost always a simple path around, over, or through the roadblock. The eye again, I said simple, I did not say easy. 
Respective authors own all copyrights not held by the publisher. The information herein is offered for informational purposes solely and is universal as so. That you have started a meditation practice, guess what your next challenge is? The trite. It is continuing your daily meditation practice. Day with an occasional day off if circumstances demand it. Meditate at least 20 minutes and while you do that, keep reading this book. Perhaps you thought you could stop after reaching 10 days? That's not how exercise works. In writing practices like eating healthy food or quitting smoking, in the hardest step is to begin. At TNX hardest step is to keep at it for a week to 10 days. Yet next hardest step is to keep at it for at least 30 days. I see our next hardest step is to never fall off the wagon or if you do, get right back on it. Let us practices are cumulative and only work as long as you practice them consistently. As I remember if on some days you can only do 5 or 10 minutes, then just do that. Is I don't need to torture yourself if a 20 minute sit is too much sometimes. We often struggle with finding the self-discipline to do the things we know we want to do. List to struggle is simply a feature of conscious life, a part of having free will. Please struggle is an unchanging part of our reality. It is as real and as immutable as gravity. Also phase always there, no matter how much we wish it would go away sometimes. If do is the challenge to do the practices every day that we know enhance our life and help us live a happy flourishing existence. If you have established enough of a meditation practice to accumulate at least 10 days of 20 minutes of meditation, then I challenge you to go a bit further, eh? challenge you to meditate at least five days a week for 20 minutes a day for another 20 days. Th same time, keep reading this book after 20 days, reflect upon this experience like an experiment. After you complete this challenge, you honestly decide a regular meditation practice is not for you, then feel free to try a different style of practice or stop altogether. The any type of exercise doesn't seem to work right for you, then the wise decision is to change or stop the practice. How the other hand, if an exercise seems clearly beneficial to you, even if it is hard, then the wisest decision is to find a way to keep at it. By Maddie's always a way forward if you take the time to patiently and thoughtfully look for it. Remember, simply the fact that some activity is extremely uncomfortable or difficult, delete comment does not prove that activity is bad for you. With this discomfort and pain are signals that you are doing the right thing at the exact right time. If your eyes open and try to be relentlessly honest with yourself as you constantly ask, what is the best possible action I could take right now? ITH the easiest, the safest. Copyright copies the best possible action I could take right now. This document is geared towards providing exact and reward yourself with a break. In premise you will be pleased with where this attitude takes you. Section Roman 2 the information provided herein is stated to be truthful and consistent in that any liability in terms of inattention or otherwise by any usage or abuse of any Chapter 5, the information herein is offered for informational purposes solely and is universal as so.
The presentation of the information is without contract or any type of guarantee assurance. Some people getting to this point is fairly easy, like crossing a small brook, while for others it is a gargantuan effort, like fording a raging river. It was easy, difficult, or something in between for you to establish a daily meditation practice. You can rest assured your meditation journey from here on out will be smooth and comma easy sailing. Just kidding. Your meditation journey, like your life journey, will never magically transform into an easy carefree ride into the sunset. An app journey is an adventure full of strange events, powerful emotions, stirring highs, and strange lows. At times I practice doesn't change the nature of life, rather it simply makes your journey much better. Yet, I prom practice is like scraping the barnacles off the hull of your boat. A hull covered in barnacles drags on the water making your journey slower and more difficult. Let us the time to scrape those barnacles off is hard work, but it pays off handsomely every time you set sail by rewarding you with a smoother, easier ride. This regular meditation practice is very similar in its benefits. Is if you have managed to establish a daily meditation practice, I sincerely say, well done, listen to the people around you. Just listen. And then, when the time is right, speak your truth f now that you have started your mindful journey, it is a good time to consider some of the questions that may be arising for you. Also f. Jumped into the water and started swimming, but are you beginning to wonder where you are going? If you going anywhere or are you swimming in circles? Al short, you may be wondering, am I doing this right? This form will help me understand how different audiences respond to the subject Matt I doing this right? Am I doing this right? Matt Redinette thanks again for reading. Sincerely truth, this thought may never truly go away and it shouldn't delete comma because you never want to be done learning. The moment we tell ourselves we know the answer to something and begin to believe we don't have anything more to learn about it is the same moment our mind begins to crystallize and stagnate. How healthy to keep asking, is this the right thing to do? By mere never done finding your healthy path forward, whether it is how to meditate or how to live. With it is nice to feel like you have some idea how to navigate an activity. If let's discuss your meditation time a bit more. When you sit and meditate, are you doing it right? Or at least, are you doing it in the healthiest way? I then start with a small handful of questions you might have if you have followed the basic meditation instructions I offered. Is a short list of some of the questions that arose for me when I first began practicing meditation. Copyright Copyright 2014 by Matthew W. Ready all should I focus on my breath or my bodily sensations or should I allow the experience to flow in a more open and unstructured way? Is it okay to think about a future event and plan? In is it okay to reflect upon a past event that stirs up emotions? Th, is it okay to pursue a sexual fantasy? Re, is it okay to fall asleep? Th, is it okay to shift positions if I start to feel discomfort or pain? Th, can I itch my nose? Will I learn anything from sitting through discomfort? Will I learn anything from resisting thinking about what my mind wants to think about? And if I resist something arising during meditation such as thinking about a memory or problem in my life, what do I do instead? And what am I trying to do? And why am I doing this at all? You what's on TV? Do any of these questions feel familiar? 
I saw you have managed to practice meditation for at least 10 days. Questions like these have probably come up. Let not, don't worry, they probably will someday. Four questions like the questions ones above are all fantastic questions. Is questions like these are arising in your consciousness when you meditate, then guess what? Is I are really doing it? List or working the mental muscles of your consciousness that you want to work. Please off the confusion and the desire for understanding that is churning away inside you as the muscle pain from your exercise. Also all, when you work out your bodily muscles, they sometimes feel sore for days afterwards sometimes and this is a good sign. If he's evidence of a real workout. Also feel confusion and churning urgent questions are evidence of sincere effort during meditation practice. This neurons are firing and trying to find new functional pathways is a good thing. Thank
I interact with family. I am doing so because I want to catch up. I want to learn about before. Are no limits to where mindfulness may be applied in your life. Copyright copy. needs but you care about them and want to help them if they ever need you might simply tell them say is there anything i can do for you listen to the people around you just listen and then when the time is right speak your truth from your heart the moment you start doing that the world will start there anything I can do for you is like a spell you cast upon another person that communicates straight to their his or her soul. I am your friend. Else may help you if you need it. If you in waiting, if you are with a person and you are not speaking and you are not listening to them, then what are you doing? Else are being silent. Fire waiting to see what is next, to appreciate and be comfortable with the act of silent waiting is perhaps the single most powerful and transformative mindful skill to apply to your communication with others. I imagine it is different in some cultures around the world, but in the world where I grew up, silence is often very awkward in social situations. They may experience, people often feel a need in social situations to fill the silence if any silence happens to occur during a conversation. The power you feel this impulse to speak to fill the silence when you are with people. Change to period or perhaps you feel anxious if silence stretches too long during conversations and you feel relief when others fill the gap. How to you do period unfortunately speaking merely to fill silence to end awkwardness is not skillful, mindful or usually very valuable. By are doing no one any favors by filling an empty space of this universe with mindless noise. Instead of filling silence with unneeded speech, challenge yourself to be as comfortable with silence during conversation as you are with stillness while meditating. With don't have to do anything either delete dash and add comma or useful dash with spaces on each side ever. If why? Don't have to hate, fear, or dislike silence. I tensest upon filling silence with talking is the equivalent of slamming the door on silence and yelling, get out. Copyright, copyright 2014 by Matthew W. With lesson on welcoming your visitors. This then, welcome silence. For my is a friend of stillness. In no way welcome awkwardness that arises in silence. The infirmity is a part of growing pains, whether felt alone or in a social setting. Respect divides our personal growth and the growth of our relationships. The someone speaks to you and you are unsure what to say in response, then don't speak. The trade weight. Awkward silence fill the space between you like a strange ad comma transformative ad comma magical goo because that is what it is. When awkward silence fills a room, pay attention. Awkwardness with loving arms. In with it. In that silence and awkwardness soak through you and the others in the room like refreshing cold water. At everyone be affected. Yet, I hate silence and awkwardness, but rather relax into it. 
I pray we'll become acclimatized to awkward silence and it will cease to feel unpleasant, but will become truly rejuvenating. At times you will also find that your companions follow your lead and relax into the space you are leaving open. As I help others grow at peace with silence and awkwardness by showing them the way, if, for example, your companion just verbally jabbed at you, you might find that when S slash he is met with a gentle open silence at comma they retreat, he retreats and apologizes for their the attack all on their his own. Is I? may find gentle silence infinitely more effective than your most clever verbal retort or wisecrack. Lisfect at comma a silent knowing smile will likely cause the imaginations of your companions to go wild with their own best guesses as to what you are thinking, and their imaginations may far surpass your actual ideas for how to respond. P let them do the work at comma and just watch them weary from arguing with their own imaginations. Think of your moments of intense communication like a tricky traverse of a raging river, delete comma where you are stepping stone to stone, with the added bonus of being surrounded by a thick fog. Also is no rush. If you rush, you will very likely fall and either hurt yourself or potentially even drown. Also F people screaming at you to hurry up, which they will do with both their body language and their words. This is your journey at your pace. Then no, just because when other people are screaming that they want something, it doesn't mean that something is what they truly need. The poor companions need to learn about patience. How to ask the best medicine for yourself you isn't always the easiest to swallow. The same is true for the people around you. If you want to speak, no comma but cannot find the right words immediately, you might just find that if you wait and observe the awkwardness of silence, a clear path eventually opens up in your mind fog and you will then know exactly what to say. By Matfred the tiny windows for speaking that others offer to you but then quickly rip away. With... You wait patiently and attentively, a full clear window will appear, and it is better to say what you mean than to speak quickly yet poorly. If your audience isn't willing to wait for you to speak, then they may not be worth speaking to in the first place. I fear energy for an audience that who is worthy of your voice. Verbal space Another item to consider is the value and power of verbal space. Two or more people are speaking with one another, then the shared verbal space is being filled with voices. Copyright Copy space is a resource that exists between all the people within speaking range. These people will snatch and grab at this resource, claiming as much of it as they can for themselves, like they are grasping cinnamon rolls from a desert plate, which I am known to do. F. Behave mindfully with others. Know that you can survive happily without fighting over the crumbs of people's attention. And you wish to share something and you choose to wait until the verbal space is clear, then you will find yourself duly nourished by your interactions. Delete dash and add comma not merely by sugary sweets, but by the truly healthful food of the gods.
genuine communication. Thy communication is a communion of minds, a true crossing of the chasm between our inner worlds, and it is well worth waiting for. Verse will delve deeper into the concept of verbal space and its relationship to power in later sections. Waiting for the retreat of the lizard before we leave the topic of mindful speech, let us consider those moments in life that are the most intense and most challenging. The Let's discuss how to mindfully navigate those moments where the river of our journey is at its most powerful, violent, and dangerous. Often in life, we find ourselves in the middle of powerful high-energy moments, moments of intense emotion. The TR these moments are triggered by the words or actions of the people around us says something that triggers you in some way. Something happens and suddenly all the eyes in the room are pinned upon you waiting for you to speak. In written specific situation, in these highly charged moments, you may experience what is sometimes called lizard brain. In never brain is that experience when your consciousness retreats to the reptilian core of your brain, leaving you staring at your audience like a deer or lizard in headlights. A tight experience is one of our human survival mechanisms, it's its part of our fight or flight instinct, and in some situations it might actually help you survive. Yet the other hand, in many situations lizard brain simply makes you stupid and bumbling. I saw you ever feel your mind retreat into the lizard brain and you are standing there with an audience fixated on you waiting for your response delete dash and add comma I encourage you to reach for your meditation skill of waiting in silence and use everything in your power to wait. Let our fight or flight instinct kicks in, simply take a breath and relax into the silence, into the energy of the moment. Is a lizard brain may be screaming at you in your head saying, say something, is... Something. Listen toys looking at you. Please your moment. Also feel free to write notes at any point about any portion of the book. Wait, your body may still tremble, your heart may still pound, but if you wait, the lizard brain will retreat. Promise, you it will. Tight does not retreat, then you have not waited long enough. The pee wait, take another breath and the lizard will at least back off a bit and blood will return to more of your full brain and you will begin to see some options for what to say or do. How? T strive to make a skillful choice. By you need more time, it is almost always an option to say, I don't know what to say, and then wait some more. Why it is also usually okay to simply ask a question to the last speaker or the rest of the audience. If question, shifts the energy of the room off waiting for you to waiting for someone else. I question will also buy you more time to wait delete dash and add comma though it also risks the possibility of the attention energy in the room never returning to you delete dash and add comma but that's okay. Of, opportunity come and they go. Copyright cotension and another window of opportunity is sure to appear but you may miss it if you are fretting over one you missed in the past, like a kayaker looking back upstream at an untaken turn in the river. File Situations You are the adult and the lizard brain is the child throwing the tantrum. Fire can summon more patience than the child, the child will calm down and then you will more likely successfully navigate these energetic moments. In Not fear or hate the lizard for it is a source of enormous energy and inspiration. 
The brain lets you know you are alive, but you might need to learn to train it so it doesn't bite your face off. Chapter 15 The information herein is offered for informational purposes solely and is universal as so. The pre-involved experiences, feelings, narratives, attachments, reactions, actions, and more. This section we shall briefly explore how the skills and aptitudes of mindfulness might be applied to nurture your relationships in powerful and transformative ways in some of these other areas. Go earlier we discussed the mindful aptitude of letting go. In repracticing meditation you will often experience the cycle of becoming aware of things you are attached to, examining those things, seeing you don't need to grasp at them, and then softly letting them go away, leaving you feeling more free and liberated. In a more often you skillfully experience this with attachments, the easier it becomes for you to simply let go of things. Etia's letting go is a powerful aptitude within your consciousness. It is also an astoundingly powerful skill in social interactions. The key to letting go is to know at your core what you will not let go of, what is truly important in your life. Yet me mind, I will not let go of my goal of a happy flourishing life. I credos and mean that I fear death and will do anything to avoid it, but rather it merely means that as long as I live, I live to flourish delete dash and at comma just as the apple tree lives to flourish until the moment of its death. Let us... Then this fundamental purpose to my existence, everything else in life I might drop like a wet rag if it seems like the right thing to do. Is social situations, to be mindful is to know your goal for that situation and know how this minor goal relates to your larger goal of living a happy life. Is I attention to any minor attachments or goals that arise in you while socializing at comma and be ready at all times to release these minor priorities to the ether. List example, if you are hanging out with friends simply to have fun, catch up, and enjoy one another's company, then do that. Please in that goal. Allier group begins debating doing some activity like going to a bar or party, playing trivial pursuit, or climbing a tree, then to act mindfully, you might hold very lightly to your immediate reactions and preferences regarding each suggestion made. If may feel a strong impulse to help nitpick and debate the merits of each suggestion. Also, if you want to be mindful in this situation, then you might restrain yourself from such nitpicking and merely focus on your overall goal. This form will help me understand it'd be fun to argue over these activities. Then not, then simply don't do it. The and wait for the group to choose. How wait and see if they make space for you to share your opinion. By mere always choosing between acting or waiting delete dash and add comma and both at all times are perfectly acceptable choices. If you are with a group of people with the goal of having a fun enriching time and they decide to do some activity that you don't feel attracted to, then you have yet another great opportunity for mindful action. With is where things may get more challenging. If you are your goal in being with these people, I thought owing this activity help you or take you away from your overall goal of a happy flourishing life. An activity a group you are with chooses to do if the group you are with chooses an activity that repulses you, what can you say or do that would be a mindful skillful action? Copyright cope a breath and consider your options. This might simply remain still and not go with the group when they move to take action. At some point, one of them will likely say, Hey, are you coming along? And 
no way is it legal to reproduce, duplicate, don't think I want to do that. Respeste here. The other hand, if an activity seems okay, just not ideal to you, will it be more fruitful to let go of the idea of changing everyone's mind and instead simply go along? Their descent worth a discussion? The skillful path is to allow the river of life to drag you a bit off course and wait for the best time to correct the route. Key to mindful navigation of life is gentle at comma calm attention to what is happening while keeping in mind what you ultimately want, what truly matters. In W social interactions often involve a million little debates and battles over group actions and group opinions. In of off these battles are irrelevant and beyond your control. At TICOM focus on your actions and your feelings, yet don't need to control anyone else. I create remain the king or queen of your castle, captain of your ship, let us ask. Do indeed speak far louder than words. Is it people to argue around you if they wish to argue? Is it know that if the group decides something you disagree with, simply and gently decline to go along, listen with your actions? A will find that a calm act of defiance of against the group will mindset just a suggestion here. I understand what you mean by group will, but I wonder if others will get it or be confused by what looks like a verb but is really a noun. You can also just leave off any noun and end with the word group. Influences and inspires others as much if not more than any eloquent and impassioned speech. Also choice in life and every path you pursue is but an experiment. If can never fully predict the consequences of our actions at comma so hold lightly to your assessments of what is right for you or others to do in the moment. Else may be far better off paying attention rather than expending energy arguing over your competing predictions of future results. This fortake the paths that feel good to you and let others do the same act mindfully is to let go of any impulse to control others, yet to very thoughtfully and skillfully control your own actions. Learning to let go of minor preferences in your social interactions will help you be more authentic and much more easygoing to with your friends. Thank will make them more at ease and more open to your suggestions, feelings, and desires. The POW will also learn to respect you for always doing what feels right to you and not being attached to following a crowd or obeying social norms. How to Etiquette is just a set of rules, cultural habits delete dash and add commas some of which may be quite unhealthy or even harmful. By mindfully socialize, you must skillfully choose what you do, regardless of what any people or any societal rules say you should do. What mindfully socialize will mean at times going against the grain of the group will. If y'all may not be easy, but again, the best medicine doesn't always go down easy easily. I thank you is not the easy path make this a true dash with space on each side of it. It is the healthy path. Returning to our group of friends, suppose they all decide to go to a bar. You find that action unattractive and you can think of many more nourishing things to do. Copyright copyright off trying to change the minds of people in the group, you can simply say, I don't want to go to the bar. TH think I'll go or for a walk instead. For all have fun though, in no way is it legal to reproduce, duplicate, or transmit any part of this document in either electronic means or in printed format. Recording you can choose to observe and participate in this, or you can call it a day and go on your way. 
Respond the need to focus on mindfully controlling your actions. They can control others and you don't need to try. The trucked in authenticity with your own needs. People who are offended or bothered by you acting mindfully in awareness of your own path to happiness are most likely overly attached to the idea of controlling others. It is also possible such people are jealous of your ability to act independently. Gentle and compassionate with such people, but know their issues are their issues. And run your path, let go of the trivial distractions, and you will find yourself mindfully and happily navigating social situations with the comfort and lightness you may find truly refreshing. 12. Loving, welcoming, forgiving in everything I do, I am seeking to hear the music of the universe, to move with eternity in such a way as to create more harmony, beauty, joy, laughter, Lee challenge you to not slam the door in the face of anything that happens to arise in your meditation, but rather, to greet everything with as much warmth as you can muster, say hello, and even embrace it with a mental hug. Yet, exact same approach is a very mindful and skillful approach to dealing with your fellow humans, some of whom may be quite difficult. At times you will find some people boring, irritating, or even offensive. I cree feelings when they arise with other people are no different than those feelings when they arise while you are alone with yourself meditating. Let me feel tempted to cut yourself off from the person who is triggering these feelings to arise. Is a may at times feel tempted to strike back verbally at a person or group of people irritating you in some way. Is it these temptations or your inner reactions to the events you are experiencing? Listito act mindfully is to not allow our reactions to decide our actions. Please of blindly obeying your reactive instincts to respond to people who trigger unpleasant emotions. The mindful action is to wait. Also F. Wait. If you breath. Also relax mean what is happening, what you are feeling, and consider what you want from your current interaction. This an effort to welcome the unpleasant emotions and the people who seem to be triggering the emotions, slam the door on them. Thanks they observe them with gentle open-minded interest. What is happening? The PAMI feeling. How is this person doing? Said we're up here for the holiday, Jane and I were having solstice, now we need a place to stay. And her Christ-loving uncle watched his wife hang Mary on a tree. He watched his son hang candy canes, all made with red dye number three. He told his niece it's Christmas Eve, I know her life is not just style. She said Christmas is like solstice, and we miss you, and it's been a while. The food was great, the tree plugged in, the meal had gone without a hitch till Timmy turned to embers and said, is it true that you're a witch? His mom jumped up and said, pies are burning, and she hit the kitchen, and it was Jane who spoke, she said, it's true, because he's not a Christian, but we love trees, we love the snow, the friends, we have the world, we share, and you find 
So the Christians and the pagans sat together at the table, finding faith in God and ground the best that they were able. And where does magic come from? I think magic's in the learning. Cause now when Christians sit with pagans, only pumpkin pies are burning. Tried to do the dishes, her aunt said, Really, no, don't bother. Amber's uncle saw how Amber looked like Tim and Mike, her father. He thought about his brother, how they hadn't spoken in a year. He thought he'd climb up and say, It's Christmas and your daughter's here. He thought of father's sons and brothers, saw his own son tuck his sleeves, and can I be a pagan? Dad said, we'll discuss it when they leave. So the Christians and the Vegas sat together at the table, finding faith in God and ground up best that they were able. Lighting trees in darkness, learning new ways from the old and making sense of history and drawing warmth out of the Doing nothing may surprise and disarm the attacker. To mindfully act socially is to remain focused on your true goal and take actions that you believe help you approach that goal. Please not that action is to speak. Also feel it is to laugh. If you rate is to stay silent. Before the also feel it is to walk this away. This format may be to start singing and dancing time you are in a challenging social situation. Try this approach and pay attention to how your choice of action affects you and the other people present. Then might be pleasantly surprised how impactful a skillfully chosen mindful action can be on a situation. A mindful communication example, the power of mindfulness, how to use the gifts of meditation and mindfulness was my job to meet with department directors on a monthly basis to help them improve their departments in any of a variety of ways. My mad directors loved the methodology my department used to help them improve while other directors hated us. With me, I've even felt the very existence of my department was a mistake. In any case, I remember one meeting with a hostile director who often missed our monthly check-in. If it a thanks to my relentless gentle invitations to meet, he finally sat down with me and we attempted to talk about improvement in his department. ITH purposes of this story, we shall say the director's name was George. That's took it. a seat Only at the table in my office at comma and I asked him yeah. how everything was Whites going. Copyright copperepley that he was incredibly busy. Exactly. Bye. Can't, I mean, they're looking for people to rely on here and only Chief then launched into an aggressive rant about things my department had done with other departments over the last three years that he felt were mistakes. F described a litany of negative impacts that made his job more difficult and were proof that even just sitting here with me was a waste of his valuable time. In tone was aggressive, his volume was loud, and his eyes were fierce like that of an irritated tiger. The not that last one. Respect, I don't think he made a lot of eye contact with me during his tirade. 18. While George yelled at me, I relaxed uh, into my chair a bit, released the, the tension in my shoulders, 31st, and I listened attentively. 
TH made sure my body language and facial expressions were not challenging or confrontational regarding any particular point he was making delete dash and add Conaldo inside I was absolutely seeing a different perspective regarding virtually every specific point he was making. A couple of the declarative statements he made towards me I felt were definitively false or at least highly misinformed regarding the full context, yet I made sure none of these judgments were communicated non-verbally as my I just listened and I waited. Eventually, George ran out of steam and stopped talking and continued to sit attentively and silently. And never was perhaps expecting me to strike back and argue with him. It was probably surprised I didn't try to interrupt him or at least show some non-verbal defensiveness. Yet, if he was sitting there waiting to bow with any critique I might offer, but I didn't offer any critique. I I'm just kidding about that part. Um, Sat, looking so at then, him with compassion and attention and waited. Let us share high's body language changed fully, a bit um, from a pose of ready counterattack to one a bit more gentle and open. Village. This was a very Town, slight change, but since I was paying area, attention, I noticed it. Is then was. said to me so in a much less aggressive voice, I'm now, sorry for going off like that. I just don't know why this is worth my time. As I sat in silence following the director's mini tantrum, I was not sitting there calculating what effect my you silence know what would have on him. Well, he was sitting silently because I genuinely did not know what I could say to take this dialogue onto a healthy path. Absolutely refused to speak simply to fill the silence or because he was expecting me to speak. If I said before, if you don't know what to say, then the mindful action is likely to not say anything. Al, you don't know where to step to cross a dangerous obstacle on your path, then don't step anywhere. The fog yeah, of mine moves actually, in the winds of experience, and soon enough I'm, I'm you sure will see at least the beginning the of some clear steps you might take. May even see a genuine path around sure an obstacle if you wait long enough. Thanks to both helps you see lives. and waiting itself allows the situation yeah. to change so naturally he was on its upset own. They burnt the village. When George relaxed and apologized and so for his rant, he was reacting to my silence. They relaxed his defenses and opened himself to a potential line of productive communication. How Toe said, I'm sorry for going off like that, but I just don't know why this is worth my time. A bit of the fog cleared for me. Why? Suddenly saw a path forward. I saw a positive thing for me to say. If said gently, without any tone of judgment or rebuke, I have no interest in wasting my time either. IT job is to help you improve your department. Director is expected to write and implement the performance improvement plan. Copyright can help you do that, but I don't have to. Say you prefer to do it on your own, that is perfectly fine with me. Frodo me what you want to do, and no, I stopped talking and waited. The silence was again somewhat painful and awkward. Respective George sighed and replied, you're right. They I want your help with it. TH just don't want to waste time, nodded and then said, I am on the same page with you there. Is your plan? In W decide what you want to improve. In F things are you already hoping to improve this year in your department? At times I may even seek to create healthy tears and scream to some gentle mindful communication. George and I found a mutually beneficial path forward in the discussion despite the verbal violence with which it began. Mindful interactions are very much akin to Tai Chi as a physical art form. 
I see our Kai is a physical art of gentle wisdom. Let Tai Chi you are taught that when you are attacked, do not attempt to block it directly, rather let the attacker's blow carry them forward and off balance. Is this simply move gently enough to allow their violence to carry them? Is I at all times stay on balance, stay mindful, attentive, and aware. Lest you are ever attacked in life, the attacker does not need to become your focus or purpose. PL Attacker is merely a moment of violence that arises in your universe delete dash and add comma really no different than a falling tree or a burst of lightning from the sky. Also life goal never changes and the attacker is merely a transient obstacle. If move past this obstacle, you only need to expend what energy you need to in order to either positively interact with the person or move on. Also interactions are not about winning every little encounter like it is a battle. This interactions are more a brief partner dance you participate in so that you might continue to celebrate life, moving to the rhythm of the most powerful, important, and beautiful melody you can hear and mindfulness help you hear this melody at all times and all moments. Rage and heartbreak no violence is more intense than the violence that can arise from heartbreak. Th while back, I had a unique opportunity to help a friend who was struggling to face emotional violence triggered from a breakup. Be sure you are not using their real names here. I was back home in Maryland where I grew up and my dear old friend was getting a divorce. They had been married 12 years and finally had come to terms with the reality that she and her husband Brad were no longer a healthy partnership. How asked for separation and finally a divorce. By my came into town at comma she was in the process of moving out of her house delete dash and struggling with the sporadic outbursts of rage and jealousy from Brad whenever she had to spend time with him as they negotiated the pragmatic details of separating assets. My friend Kelly shared with me some of the stories of the emotional violence she was experiencing with Brad. What fact on one occasion... Brad's emotional violence had escalated to a burst of physical violence where he had shoved her front door open and screamed into Kelly's house before finally leaving her alone. If Yao was now sincerely afraid of being alone with Brad, Kelly told me that she and Brad had found a buyer for her house and they needed to sign papers at the escrow agency. I thought but Kelly was afraid to spend any time alone with Brad again. Asked if I would be willing to go with her, to just sit with her so Brad could not snipe at her without a witness. Copyright immediately agreed. Placing oneself in the middle of intense emotional conflict is not a particularly attractive activity to me delete dash as I imagine it would not be for anyone. This a request for help is a special thing in this world delete dash and add comma and how often do we have a clear opportunity to help a person who feels threatened in a sour relationship. For Mayoff, emotional and physical abuse so often involve a lone person desperately struggling alone against an out-of-control aggressor. And Noah's giving me a beautiful gift and allowing me to attempt to help her delete Dash by merely putting myself in the terribly awkward position between her and her estranged husband. The hour and a half I spent that day with Brad and Kelly was amongst the most bizarre, awkward, and intense of my life. The I... Questioned and challenged my presence, I sat and smiled gently, striving to lighten the situation and hopefully put Brad at ease. Respess explained, Matt is here to be with me and support me, for the first 30 minutes of or so. 
Brad pretty much ignored me. After filling out some paperwork at the escrow agency, we met Brad back at their old home. At Kelly's request, I hovered around Kelly as she and Brad negotiated some of their final decisions regarding possession of kitchenware and furniture, helped Brad dismantle their old wooden bed and helped him carry some furniture out to his truck. Brad began acknowledging me and then speaking to me. Towards the end of the encounter, as we walked into the kitchen, Brad said to me, I don't know why she wants these pots and pans, change comma to period she always said she hated to cook. In writing these words, I am dancing upon the keyboard of this. I gazed at him gently, neither affirming nor countering his claim. As we continued to move items around, Brad began escalating his rhetoric and complaints to me, sharing quips and mini rants with me like he might a friend or a stranger in a bar. At time I gave him my attention, but I strived to not encourage his venom and anger in my non-verbal responses to his speech. Yet could feel his pain and anger as it seethed beneath the surface. I created last items were loaded into the truck and items were all tied down. The three of us stood in the yard. Let looked at Kelly and said, I wish I hadn't come over that day. Use three dots for a full ellipsis referencing a day when Brad dropped by unannounced and without permission and observed Kelly hanging out with another man in her living room. Is it? Responded, I wish you had an ad come also. Is I bothering to she did not reiterate that Brad knew she was dating and was asked to never drop by without warning in order to respect her privacy. Brad then looked at me, did she tell you about that? Listen to the people around you. Just listen. And then, when the time is right, speak your truth from your heart. The moment you start doing that, the world volume of this inquiry showed he was ready to burst, finally willing to allow himself to speak more aggressively despite my presence. Also stiffened at Brad's escalated volume and said, I'm going inside now. If y'all safe. Alston turned and escaped into the house. As Kelly walked away, I faced a momentous and immediate decision. This do I do now with Brad who had just began begun to behave in a verbally aggressive and threatening manner, do I follow Kelly into the house? Thanks, tone had clearly escalated and his next action was utterly unpredictable. The last few remarks were clear attacks directed towards Kelly. How I stood there, I wondered what action now on my part was the most skillful, the most mindful to aid in the healing and resolution of all this pain. By and knowing what to do, I did nothing. Was simply stood still. If waited, I gazed at Brad. I did not stiffen. Did not rise up aggressively before him. Copyright merely stood there, waiting, patient and peaceful. This again questions question me. Did she tell you about that time I came over? Fr she tell you about her new boyfriend? In N. has gotten laid more often in the last month than I have in the last three years. The information provided herein is stated to be truthful and consistent, and that any liability in Temine wondered what was going on in Brad's head. Was he thinking he had some right to sex with Kelly and had been betrayed? 
The Itho I stood a bit perplexed with the worldview Brad was seeming to speak from. I merely stood quietly and attentively, offering no outward judgment of his words delete dashed and add comma yet vigilantly attentive of his present actions. As Brad spoke these anger-filled words and I continued to contemplate their meaning, I then noticed an opening in the fog of my indecisiveness for what to do. TH saw a clear path potentially worth following at comma so I carefully chose some words and spoke said, I've felt the type of pain you are feeling, Brad. Had some horrible breakups. And rise nothing to do now, but let her go. And Ev let her go and move on. It is moving on, so now you need to also. Brad continued, I just can't believe I have wasted ten years with her. Yet, I day she would come home and complain about her day at comma and I just sat here, taking it in. I didn't need to do that. Let you a waste. Is it a fucking waste? Is it really so hard to be a part of that path and stop being an obstacle to that vision? Listen, physical violence caught my attention, but I didn't sense any impending possible further danger delete dash and add comma though I did not turn my back on him for a moment. I stood with Brad, facing him, open to him, attentive to anything he wished to say or offer. He did not retreat or come forward towards him. Also, Fi simply stood, stood there, feeling genuine sympathy for his pain like I might a child weeping over a broken toy. If Yaoi's outbursts were just as genuine and just as innocent in many ways as that of a child delete dash and add comma although also just as worthy of cautious attention. Also a child and a grown man are capable of acts of unacceptable violence when in such a state. This their actions are influenced by the attitudes of the people around them wanted my attitude to convey to Brad that he can and will heal from this pain. After he spoke, I again responded honestly, she's moving on Brad. Fanny's trying to find happiness. The one her to be happy. How tea time together is over. By need to let her go. With her go and look for happiness. If you're a good looking guy and you will find someone new. It is time to stop looking to the past and begin moving on. Did Brad hear my words? Don't know. Copyright copyright part of him did hear. This document best we can do is say what needs to be said and then hope for the best. For me or not other people hear our words is not in our control. In moment later, Brad opened the truck driver's side door and got in. TH thought he was going to drive away without another word delete dash and add comma and this behavior worried me. First then, to my surprise, he stopped a moment and said, Take care, Matt. Bye. Then started the truck and drove away. Though my interactions with Brad and Kelly that day were gentle and I think skillful, it did not magically heal the wounds that still lay open between them. The trapping and rage were not unlike a surge of emotion that might erupt within my own inner world in response to my own life challenges. Met Brad's emotion with the same gentle compassion that I strive to bring to my own emotions when they arise. Met his pain with attention, compassion, understanding, delete, dash, and add comma, and yet with a firm, immutable resolve to find a healthy and reasonable path forward. And don't know if my gentle compassion got through to Brad that day, but again all we can ever do is try. And that happens beyond the realm of our effort is outside our control.
Curiosity, the final aptitude of mindfulness I wish to explore in the context of relationships is one I continue to personally find the most challenging, curiosity. As we discussed earlier, to sit still for 30 to 45 minutes at a time without extreme boredom you will need to discover and grow curiosity about your inner world. Yet you learn to have curiosity in your inner world, you will also benefit from bringing curiosity more alive in your outer world. As you interact with people with a more mindful awareness of your purpose and life goal, you will naturally become curious about your personal motivations. I see or may find yourself at work wondering, why am I talking like this? What did I do that when I knew it would lead to an unpleasant outcome? Is I? may find yourself spending time with family where you experience childish emotions that you don't experience anywhere else and then wonder, what am I doing? Is I do I allow myself to behave in these immature ways when I am with certain people? List am I getting out of this? PLI getting something I really want that comma or am I following a rut or an emotional addiction? Else or self-feel and contemplate these questions. If he's the type of self-contemplation that will help you grow and evolve. As you learn to understand your motivations and the reasons behind why you talk to the people you talk to, you may eventually begin to feel a curiosity about the motivations of other people. Else that you know why you are spending time with people, you may naturally wonder if others have healthy motivations. They may find yourself in conversations at work, school, or the grocery store and wondering, why is this person really talking to me? They, does she want the same thing from this interaction as I do? Thanks again for reading. Sincerely, Matt Ready Where It Takes You. How? Tore profound things to learn in the landscape of the mundane and the familiar. Why do people do what they do? By M more your path and purpose become clear at comma the more interesting you might find the choices other people are making. With TH that curiosity where it leads you. If you're so inspired, ask people questions. A good question is like a glorious work of art. Don't be afraid to throw your paint on the canvas of the moment. We pay the least genuine attention to the people we find the most challenging, irritating, or offensive. Copyright see notice the things such people do that bother us, but then we ignore much of the other depth and complexity they possess. This time you are around someone people who you don't like, allow yourself to look at them. From a fear existence in the world as you would a strange or unpleasant thought during a meditation sit, and if you can appreciate something about them that you never noticed before. The unfair complex entities, not the caricatures we often draw of them in our minds, delete dash and add summer, which is something we are especially prone to do of our adversaries. If you have any discomfort or anxiety in social situations, then you will find that feeding your curiosity about other people will lead you to ask more genuine questions. Risk curiosity lead you to authentic conversations. The people whatever questions you are genuinely curious about, which are fascinating and unpredictable enigmas in this world. Then like you might a good book delete dash and add comma even if you just want to skim the table of contents. You may find that if you honestly pay attention and allow your curiosity to pull you forward, the questions that arise for you may feel inappropriate or risky. Makes sense. 
In Rothauer social interactions, like most of our routines, are safe and comfortable. Inev stimulating and interesting stuff in our universe is at the edges of safety, then it involves risk and experimentation. Pet. You think of a question or topic that piques your curiosity, even if it is risky, you might see if you can skillfully and gently roll the dice and ask it. Yet may find risky questions are exactly the type of questions that open up genuine dialogue with others. I creep questions make life interesting. Let are not here to play it safe. Desire here to live. Personal note love this. The more you practice nurturing genuine curiosity in your relationships, the more you will begin to recognize that people you once thought of as enemies or adversaries, people you may even tell yourself that you hate, are actually just people with motivations and methods you struggle to understand. As you master the art of curiosity to the point you can summon curiosity about your worst enemies, you will then open up a remarkable path to understanding them. Listen to the your enemies will also lead to greater understanding and growth in yourself. Understanding your enemies will often disintegrate your hatred for them and help replace it with compassionate and thoughtful understanding. Low understanding might even change your mind about some of the things you disagreed with your adversaries about so passionately. Also feel may even help you realize someone you thought was an enemy is in fact a very powerful ally. If it won't always happen, but it will occasionally. Also feel us in so much a force for transforming your world as it is a gateway to paths you don't see and that perhaps you haven't even imagined. This for a little curiosity in the air around you where your mind fog is particularly thick and watch what magic happens as the mist melts away unveiling new wonders and opportunities works especially well if you sprinkle curiosity around the parts of the world from which you feel repulsed. Curiosity, like awkwardness, is a truly magical and mystical force in our social world. Thanks all focused curiosity may give rise to serious awkwardness as answers reveal themselves to you that you were perhaps not ready for. The pwn breath into the revelations that curiosity unveils. How tea curiosity brings you a gift, reward it with your honest, thoughtful consideration. By mad and honesty are your greatest allies in this life, and to reject their gifts is to follow a pathway to lies and self-deception, a pathway to neurosis and insanity. With mindful path is hard. If you are in flourishing in this life is hard. I fave mindful path is the only healthy path forward. Ever the next step forward is too terrifying or too hard, then stop and wait. Copyright cone meditate some more. This and meditate again tomorrow. Throw a breath or take a walk. In end on have to go with the flow of the river of life. Then you don't have to embrace every new revelation as it comes, but challenge yourself to not reject anything outright. Respect of yourself to look at life with eyes wide open, to not submerge your head in the sand. The infinite cosmos, which is vast far beyond our comprehension, you are one of the few things that feels, thinks, and can choose how you act. The our conscious being is a tremendous and sacred thing. To remember this even during your most mundane and routine moments of life. And just as you are a glorious and special being, every person you ever speak to is an equally enormous miracle of beauty. And W may not always be able to feel the sacred beauty within a person while they speak with you. 
Inevme hided carefully behind layers of belief in a well-worn ad hyphen as I have mask of behaviors and expectations. At two when a person stands before you, no matter how well hidden, their sacred true self is nearby. Yet, I to see it in those around you. All people have very similar if not identical basic needs. I call seek to survive. Let all seek to enjoy our time. Is all seek love and understanding. Is all struggle to heal from pain. Liz all struggle to forgive one another. Plal struggle to trust. Alb mindful in your relationships is to be a person who accepts these universal needs and to watch vigilantly to help bring about a world in which all people are able to satisfy these needs. Relationships are not about competition or conquest. If you write, are about partnership. Also, every moment you interact with others is an opportunity to partner together to help create a world in which you can both flourish and be happy. Chapter 16. This form will help me understand how different audiences respond to the subject matter covered. Matrady will help soften your judgments of people you've thought of as adversaries. Thanks again. will help awaken you to the needs and motivations of your acquaintances, friends, and family. The pawn relationships are far more nuanced than our minds tend to record and our memories delete dash and use comma so a little effort to pay more attention inevitably helps us see new and interesting dimensions. An incredibly important aspect of relationships, which is worth paying a little extra attention to, is power. Hoskill full understanding and sensitivity to power dynamics in your relationships, both one-on-one -on -one and in groups, will help you navigate those relationships in the most positive and healthy manner. By Let's Explore Power The first great power in relationships, the first great power you and every person has in a group of people, whether two or two million, is the power to choose whether or not to join or stay in a group in the first place. With power is profound although easily forgotten. If you do not join a group, then you are preventing the group from including you in its shared identity. ITH group may have some power in this world to impact you in some way, but it cannot force you to accept that you are a part of it, nor that you in any way own its decisions. Not joining a group, you are declining to validate the group's existence, declining to recognize it as an authority or even as something important in this universe. Copyright C doesn't matter if you are choosing between joining a political party or joining a group conversation at a social gathering. This first critical exercise of power you have in relation to any group is whether or not you choose to join it. From You will learn a lot if you pay attention to how, when, and where you choose to join groups and exercise this great power. What groups do you consider yourself a part of? In no moment and think of a few. The did you join these groups? Respite a choice or were you born into them? The and you leave them if you wanted to. They want to leave any of these groups, yet don't. Decides who is invited to join these groups. It by birthright or by invitation. In why is welcome to join these groups and who is not. In I is encouraged to actively participate in the groups and who is discouraged. At times more importantly, who decides the answers to all these questions in each of these groups. Yet it you or someone else. I see our people who wrote the rules of this group present or even alive today. Let us questions help discern how power flows through the groups, power that you validate and legitimize by agreeing to be a part of the group.
Journal activity, it might help to add a special notation throughout the book for these kinds of journaling activities. I did not do this earlier, but have thought that it would be a good idea maybe set it off in a box. Right now, sit down and make a list of some groups you belong to and consider some of the questions above. As it is with any other activity in life, to mindfully act in a group you must deeply understand your place and purpose for being a part of it. As we are to act mindfully in a group, we must be mindful of the reason we are a part of the group. List. We remain in a group without any reason. We are not behaving mindfully. Rather, we are behaving randomly or quite possibly obeying the will of someone else, thus surrendering our power. Please nod your awareness of power in groups. Suppose you are part of a group of people eating dinner together. Also feel you have chosen to join this group for dinner. That is, no one has dragged you to the table and handcuffed you to your seat. 13. If you write notes in the middle of the book, then please highlight your notes so I can easily find at a simple dinner party, power is alive and at work in the room at all times. The power of space. The easiest way to see power at work in groups is to pay attention to space. This simple question to ask yourself is who is given space in the group. Matt Reddy Net thanks again for reading. Sincerely, Matt Reddy the pal you are at a table. Is there a head of the table? They are standing in a circle. Is anyone pushed to the back and less visible to others? How to use you as physically the center of group attention? By Matt, our space is a shared group resource that some may have more of and others may have less of. With this space is a physical resource that people in the group may fight or negotiate over delete dash and add comma for the physical space you possess has a big impact on other aspects of power in the group. If you are you want to better understand power in a group, pay attention to these dynamics over physical space. I will reveal a lot about the group and the people in the group. Okay? More subtle, but perhaps more important resource in a group, whether at a dinner party or in a formal meeting, is verbal space. Talks the most? Copyright claims the most airtime for having their voice heard in the group. The speakers stealing the verbal space like eager children grabbing candy from a recently burst piñata or are they being given this space freely by others in the group? At the other hand, are you in a group in which some people are actively working to be generous and give space to others to speak? In no whack question to consider, is there any mechanism being used in the group that regulates verbal space, perhaps something that ensures everyone has an equal opportunity to speak? Is there a system that regulates the verbal space that favors a few special people? Receives it a free-for-all, or worse, an all-out war for the verbal space of the group? If there is a group process, such as in a structured meeting, then consider who chose the group process at work, delete, dash, and add comma, if any. The tris enormous power in defining a group process. Everyone present helped choose and agree to the current rules of the group or are the rules being forced on everyone. The group following rules of order created by people long dead. In red, answers to these questions will help you better understand the nature of the group you are in and the fundamental mechanisms that control the flow of power in the group. Any attention to how verbal space is managed in a group, whether the group is formal or informal, and you will begin to see power with crystal clarity. At Tim, is always at play in groups. 
Yet remember, power is neither good or bad. It is merely a fact in human relationships. To better begin to see power more easily, consider the rules that govern physical and verbal space in each of the following group settings. Asterisk a classroom, asterisk a social gathering you attended recently, asterisk a courtroom, asterisk a group of friends in a car with you, asterisk a city council meeting, asterisk a political rally, asterisk a neighborhood meeting, asterisk a religious ceremony, asterisk a workplace meeting you attended recently, I create for us, you and me and all our relations. Let us share the one rules govern who gets space to speak in each group. Is it will happen if someone breaks the group rules about who gets space to speak and when? Is you found yourself in one of the groups, what impact would it have if you left or said you did not recognize the validity of the group? Lists might be surprised how significant your individual power to simply join or leave a group is in every type of group setting you can imagine. Please not our understanding of your power to validate or invalidate any group will serve you well when we begin to explore mindful political action in section Roman 3, but this understanding begins with seeing this power in smaller more personal groups in your world. Alphict, if you don't understand how power works on the personal and social level, you will never understand it or know how to work with it on a larger scale. If pay attention to power because power is continuously shaping the world around you. Else, might be good to add a box with one or two journaling activities here based on the questions in this previous section. Influence of group power begins with space both physical and verbal, it ends with influence. Within your group has the most influence over the group's decisions and actions. This is not necessarily power over any individual actions, but rather it is power to influence what the group agrees to. Think simple. Some people may choose to leave a group if they dislike a decision, but the decision was still made by the group. The paw moment to see if you can think of any groups in which someone can choose to surrender all verbal and physical space to others, yet continue to hold ultimate authority or influence. How? Tour many examples. 14 by Matt Ready, I am eager to gather feedback from those rare souls who take the time to read what I have written. With this in mind, I gladly in big game shall we play after dinner. I will tell the next anecdote. Even with these decisions, power is at play. The greatest influence in a group is often with the same people who hold the most physical and verbal space, thus the reason power-hungry people will wrestle over these resources. Copyright. See the other hand, sometimes a person in a group is silent most of the time, yet holds the greatest decision-making power simply because they are well-respected, for better or worse. This most influential person in the room may be the most well-liked, or they from a declaration of principles which was accepted and approved equally by a committee of the American Bar Association and a committee of publishers and associations. You learn to see power more clearly. You may be surprised to discover that the less you fight others for verbal and physical space, the more some people will grow to respect your opinion when you speak.
They inform gaining powers like one of those Chinese finger traps. The more you fight for it, the less you get delete dash and add comma and the key is simply to simply relax. Restless you try to force feed others what you have to give. The more curious and at least briefly open others become regarding what you hold. The eye again, this gentle spell can be broken the moment you choose to speak and share an opinion others can easily judge and discard. The trend influence or fickle phenomena. The best rule of thumb is simply to recognize you have power of yourself, your mind, your attention, your actions. Beyond that is part of the ocean of the universe in which you swim. You might catch a wave once in a while and go for an amazing ride, but you need to watch out that you don't get crushed on the rocky shore. In WR make sure you have quiet calm safe harbors where you can relax and recharge. In regular meditation practice can help you create those sanctuaries. Asterisk this is a good place for another box journaling activity. Nefarious influence if you pay attention, you will see deeper, more disturbing, and more impactful layers of group influence. At if you can identify people in any groups who seem to not only strongly influence group decisions, but also genuinely influence or control group opinion. Yet, more out of balance power becomes in a group, the greater the ability for a minority to define such things as values and even truth for the entire group. I create off any group that claims authority over the truth and asks you to subvert your own judgment, observations, and reasoning to their greater wisdom. Let us knowledge and wisdom are three of your greatest allies on your life journey, so do not surrender your right to individually identify them without carefully considered and mindful reflection. In some groups, the depth of control is truly absurd is it will even find situations where certain people are given the power to decide what is funny and what is not, with the less powerful looking first for subtle permission before laughing at a joke or situation. Is I opportunities for abuse of such unbalanced power are obviously abundant at common and so it will serve you very well on your mindful journey to be aware of how it moves in groups in which you participate. Listen is a dangerous and intoxicating thing, so be mindful if you are interacting with power addicts for they often make hasty and unhealthy decisions and often their first priority is to preserve the power they have acquired. Peel I have a mindful life, we don't grasp at power. I'll have power over some parts of the universe. If do not have power over others, also an influence flows all around us and we are swimming in it like an ocean. They are not here to try and tame the sea, we are here to sail a happy passage. Here. Relationship with power as you begin to see power more clearly, you will inevitably begin to appreciate your own personal power in relationships and groups may even begin to gain greater control over how you use power. Then nothing else, recognizing and embracing your personal power to leave any group at any time might give you an enormous sense of liberation. It's refreshing to realize none of the power mongers around you have final control over you. How have the power to leave any group you are a part of, be it a political party, a family, a religion, or a gang? Power is not good or bad, rather it simply is part of reality. By Matty is unavoidable. We cannot stick your head in the sand and simply say you want none of it for because you have it whether you want it or not. In fact, power is much like your life. I-T-H have it. May like it or hate it, 
but your burden as long as you live is to decide what you will do with it, what you want from it. As you watch the power at play in groups and relationships in your life, you may become somewhat annoyed or even disgusted with some of the oppressive behaviors people display. Copyright C fact, you may feel this way already. This you ever been witness to a relationship where you felt one person was abusing their his or her power over another? For you ever felt conflicted and frustrated about the limits of what you can do about it? In mindful appreciation of power will help open your eyes to your options for skillful action to affect not only your relationship with people, but the relationships between other people and within entire groups. The Short, you have influence over the flows of power all around you, but to utilize this, you must first decide what you ultimately want from it. Rewind does an awareness of power matter. These an awareness of power important in helping you mindfully navigate life. They is important because you have and are using power whether you are aware of it or not. Your power is constantly impacting the world around you. Of mindfully navigating life is to be mindful of your impact on other beings and things around you. In right you can see power in your relationships, you must then decide what your relationship with power will be. In Nido you want power to work in your relationships with other people. At TDO you want power to work in the groups in which you participate. Yet you want power to be equal and balanced so that all people have a healthy opportunity to participate and thrive. I CDO you want yourself and a few select others to have more power and opportunity than others. Let I can answer these fundamental questions. Is it real only you can monitor whether your behavior matches your answer? Is it people genuinely believe the latter option, that a few select people should possess more power than others in this world? Listen to you believe some people are smarter and wiser than others. Please do you simply believe some people are superior to others. Also that you just want more of everything for themselves, yourself, and their your loved ones. If any case, I think that these beliefs are wrong. Al's. More power is imbalanced at comma then the more tempting abusing power becomes. 15 this form will help me understand how different audiences respond to the subject matter covered. Madreading net thanks again for reading. Since Sorella is the apple tree relentlessly seeks for all its branches to flourish and bloom, so too a human being might seek to nourish all aspects of their life so they might to flourish in a balanced ad comma healthy and happy way. Though so you can think of yourself as a single apple tree, then you might visualize all of humanity like an apple orchard, like a human garden. That garden of humanity is structured in a manner similar to a well-tended orchard, then every tree would have space to grow, flourish, and produce fruit. How you believe there are enough resources on earth for all people to thrive, then perhaps you will decide that a world in which all people have equal power and equal opportunity is what you crave for humanity. By my vision of a garden of humanity is an ideal that appeals to me. Would I want to live in a world where the few hold power over the many, even if I am one of the few? If want a world of equal opportunity where all people have space to grow and flourish, delete dash and add comma and I believe such a world is possible. Creating a garden of humanity if you do not want a world in which all people have a balanced opportunity to grow and flourish, if instead you only want some select people to have the best opportunity to flourish, then you want a world with oppression. IT.
you want a world with oppression, I have no further advice for you. Delete comma because I don't want that world. Won't help you with further advice about how to sustain that world on a small or large scale, for that is the world we currently have at comma and it is one I am looking for ways to change. Copyright copper a new paragraph here if, on the other hand, you wish to reduce oppression in this world, I have many suggestions for you. I think it would be impactful to have this sentence standing alone. For those of you still with me, let us focus on this as a clear goal. This document is geared towards providing exact and reliable information in regards we know what we want to create in our world, we now know what we want from power, and want to utilize power to help create the world we want. The IIS a healthy use of power. Verse no, rather than fearing, craving, or feeling shame towards power, we can recognize it as one of the many tools with which we shape our world. The is neither evil nor good. The me repeat this, power is neither evil nor good. Suggested addition. It is merely a part of our universe, like earth, wind, and fire. Shall utilize it in appropriate and healthy ways to help create the health and happiness we seek for our world and ourselves. Boy, do we have some work to do to get there. Asterisk, you might want to have readers to a journal activity to list or write about changes they wish to see in their world and small ways they can use their power to make those changes, i.e. Arguments in family, quiet slash stillness, etc. Oppression, oppression is any condition in which power is abused. In writing is where one person uses power to forcibly take a greater share of resources such as space, food, money, and opportunity. In everything takes a vast multitude of forms. It is a subtle and tricky chameleon. Yet, our allotted less space, resources, and opportunities in groups commonly due to race, religion, gender, sexual orientation, class, nationality, age, clothing, abilities, cultural background, and more. I croon of an allotment of resources happens often in every type of human interaction from individual relationships, social gatherings, bus stops, work environments, meetings, and of course larger groups, organizations, institutions, and entire populations. One of the most blatant forms of oppression in my lifetime has been oppression based upon sexual orientation. Let us that is my 41st year on earth, gay marriage has been illegal in most states in the USA. Is it institutionalized bigotry has undoubtedly helped support and validate continued prejudice against non-heterosexuals should be a hyphenated word, non-heterosexual people as long as it continued. Is it really it seems the Supreme Court may have taken decisive action to finally end this form of institutionalized oppression. Another very common form of oppression is by gender. Well, I remember taking our car in for work with my wife. The mechanic would come out of the garage and walk up to us. All would then walk up to me, look me in the eyes, and begin telling me all the details of what is wrong with our car. If some point, my wife and I had to gently direct him to stop focusing on me, delete comma because I don't know anything about cars and my wife does. Else is the one he needed to talk to and give his attention to. 
This form Wilthi's type of immediate judgment of people's interest and competency is often made based upon a person's gender or other physical attributes in all sorts of contexts in the workplace and the world at large. Dismissing a person based upon their appearance is a form of disempowerment, or in other words, oppression. As you observe and participate in groups more mindfully and as you begin to more easily see oppression happen in all its many forms, you will find frequent opportunities to act to either support, permit, or reduce oppression. Thanks. Again, you cannot choose to do nothing to address oppression, for doing nothing inherently permits and supports the status quo. The Martin Luther King so eloquently said, in the end, we will remember not the words of our enemies, but the silence of our friends. How? Friends stood by you and did nothing to help while a power oppressed you, yet the friend could have helped, then your friend is permitting your oppression. By Now what would hurt more, the act of oppression or the friend's inaction to help alleviate your suffering? Would choose to stand by silently while someone is hurt is to allow that person to be hurt. If you is not to say you are obligated to push back against oppression in every instance big and small when you encounter it, for with your eyes wide open, you will begin to see oppression everywhere. I. Th. Cannot fix it everywhere at comma and you will burn out quickly if you try. This point is merely to emphasize that you swim in an ocean of unwind relationships with every being constantly impacting others. Copyright copies no escape from your ability to impact this ocean in so long as you are alive. Delete dash and add comma and I love that you are alive for you can do amazing things. This document mindfulness challenge you to face the dark corners of your mind and heart. If I learn to face up to and learn from the darkness within your inner world, you will gain the strength to gaze squarely at the darkness in the outer world as well, and urge you to use that strength. The eye at our world, respeat the oppression and injustice that exists all around us. People are suffering in horrible and unnecessary ways due to the imbalance and abuse of power. That United States and in many democracies around the world, money and wealth have more power than honesty and wisdom. That sad reality constantly leads to laws and actions that, rather than serve the best interests of all humanity, serves the financial interests of those with the most money. Laws are changed to serve corporate interests rather than the environment are waged to protect profits rather than to alleviate oppression. In Rishire filled with people oppressed by an inequitable socio-economic system while the private corporate owners of those prisons are made ever more wealthy. And you walk through this world with a more mindful awareness, with your eyes open, you will see heartbreaking pain and ugliness. At type. Heart will ache as you recognize that our world is a place of gross oppression and intolerably and unjust suffering. Yet more clearly you see the darkness in the world around you, the more challenging this knowledge and insight becomes. I chave far more influence over the evolution of the dark thoughts in our mind and heart than we do over the horrendous suffering of people around the world. Let us solution to our heartache heartache for the suffering of others is not to close our eyes and look away. Is I solution lay in finding the courage to keep our eyes open, to pay attention, to listen, and to find others who wish to work with us to make things better. Mindfulness is not an easy path, 
but it is the path that fully embraces honesty and wisdom as allies. Is it real and wisdom do not always lead to pleasure, but they are the only path to truth and that for me is the only road to happiness. Listen, escapable fact of existence is that you affect others by your actions and your inactions, so your profound and endless challenge in this life is to choose your actions and inactions mindfully. Think again about any groups you identify with. Play you a part of any groups that support oppression in our world? Also, FDO honestly ask and contemplate the question, if he's vitally important. Else need to know what your actions and inactions are doing in this world. If I were participating in a group that is systematically oppressing some members of the group, then you have only two choices for how to affect that oppression matter. Net thanks again for... May oppress or you may liberate. The P will you choose? How top place for a journal spot? One to liberate and one to oppress? Have you practiced seeing power in the groups you belong to? By my list examples of oppression you have witnessed, with you remember any specific experiences of oppression you have had. If not, you are either not interacting with many people, not paying attention, or living in a utopic community unlike any I have ever seen. I too have found utopia. Drop me a line so I can come visit. Delete comma because in the rest of the world, people are constantly fighting over space, resources, and power. If you haven't observed any forms of oppression big or small in the groups to which you belong, then consider it an assignment for this next week to mindfully bear witness to power in groups, whether formal or informal. Dynamics are always present. Copyright, copyright power falls out of balance, then oppression will occasionally happen. The is always there. F cannot escape it, and can only choose how we respond to it. The A groups with that article carefully structured process, designed to preserve equal power for all participants, constantly struggle with an imbalance of power. Respect of A is the form of group decision-making designed for exactly this purpose. The information herein is offered for a consensus meeting. Every participant is defined to have absolutely equal decision-making power. I'm a very experienced consensus facilitator. Facilitated hundreds of meetings while participating in the Occupy movement and within communities in which I have lived. In guarantee, even in consensus meetings, power imbalances happen all the time. In fact, subtle power imbalances are much easier to see in a consensus base. This should be a hyphenated word meeting. Just because everyone agrees that every person has equal power doesn't suddenly give each person equal power. A tech simple one person one vote doesn't change the fact that some people are more articulate than others. Yet, person one vote doesn't change the fact that some people are better known or more widely respected than others. ICR can try to equalize some aspects of power, but you can never equalize them all. Let can only strive to be mindful of the flow of power, like a kayaker minding the currents in a river. Is it when power is flowing in a way that oppresses, and then paddle your oars of action accordingly? Is it you see oppression, do you attempt to impact it? Lest you attempt to liberate the oppressed? Apply you attempt to equalize the power, although you do nothing, implicitly allowing the oppression to continue.
If even more extreme, do you prefer the current power imbalances in your groups and even act to increase the oppression? Also are all valid options on your path and only you can choose which one is the best. When you are in a group and everyone is trying to work together to make a decision, do you pay attention to the people who struggle to be heard? Thai notice the people who remain silent and either refuse or fail to gain any airtime, you do anything to help them gain space. Thaw. You are a mindful group facilitator, then you watch vigilantly for such events and you take action to change the dynamic in a positive way. TH mindful person can also do this in any situation where abuse of power is happening. How relationship does oppression have to your journey toward happiness? By MDO you want the power relationships to work in the groups you identify with. With is the ideal. If is naive to presume anyone who honestly considers this question will always say equality is the ideal. I then are clearly many people alive who enjoy power and probably think the world is a better place when the so-called right people have the most power. Even in a small social setting, you will see that many people find equal power infuriating and ineffective for decision-making. Copyright copyright is, is why Western mainstream cultures have seemed to settle on the election of leaders as the compromise between the ideal of equality and the efficiency of oppression. Change to a period many people do not even realize, delete comma, there are alternatives to democracy that may better satisfy the desires for equality and effective group action. The later chapters we will explore at least one of these alternatives. At the next section we will explore some examples of how to mindfully act to liberate yourself and others from oppressive power dynamics in groups. Chapter 17. In no way is it legal to reproduce, duplicate, or transmit any part of these an ugly and nefarious cause of suffering. Respective is the abuse of power. They informize the actions taken by people in power that directly or indirectly makes life more difficult for others. They are to live a mindful life, a life in which you are attentive and honest about the world in which you live. Then I expect you will feel a desire to alleviate the suffering caused by oppression in our world. Do. Oppression in the world is created by enormous and entrenched forces that have grown in place over many years. In Roth, these forces of oppression may appear immune to any possible action you take personally. In Ev, if you pay thoughtful attention, then you will begin to see countless opportunities where you might take meaningful action to lend a hand delete dash and make this world a better place. As we discussed earlier, oppression is everywhere. Yet what you can do within the world you live and interact every day. I crack keep in mind, you may be surprised how much power you have to influence the broader world. If we return to our metaphor from earlier, the world is like a garden, and every human life is a plant in this garden. Let want every plant in this garden to have room and nourishment to grow and flourish delete dash and to do so in harmony with all the other life forms. Is this view, we can think of ourselves as one of the gardeners is then see, delete comma that we can use our gardening skills to keep the garden around our home as healthy as possible, delete dash and support efforts to help such healthy gardens to thrive the world over. Let's explore how we can act to tend the garden of humanity by helping to address oppression.
Reduce oppression by joining or leaving a group. Always remember your first power in groups is to choose whether or not to join. List joining a group, you are validating the group. Applaud group is built on a system in which you see oppression, then you can choose not to not join it or to leave it. Else might then join a different group. If might join a group structured in a more egalitarian manner. Al's simple choice of joining or not joining a group is an enormously powerful act, perhaps even more powerful than any action you might undertake from within a group. Suppose you are a member of a local church or rotary club. The church or rotary club is considering doing something that you think is unjust, that you think hurts people, you be willing to stand up and say so. Thanks you be willing to leave the organization if they had followed through with the action under consideration. If they were a part of such an organization, you would have deep social ties within it. Change period to question mark. How to use the gifts of meditation and mindfulness to create a happy relationship affected by your act of leaving would be a source of intense emotional energy delete dash impacting you and the other parties. With the group can be a very big deal in a person's life journey. If you if you recognize your continual power to leave any group at any time, you will awaken to your true power and importance in the group. IT You pay attention to the oppression in the relationships and groups all around you. You will see simple opportunities like the one above where you could take action to address oppression. We are only talking about your power to walk away. Copyright code don't have to convince anyone of anything. This don't have to stand up and debate people. From being mindful of where you choose to stand and who you choose to stand with, delete comma means that you can awaken to see your most fundamental power to influence the world around you. In have far more power than you probably realize. That just may be afraid to use it. Have you ever been walking down the street and witnessed a fight or conflict of any sort? A situation where power is highly visible. Respected you do. Do you look away and avoid it? Do you convince yourself that it has nothing to do with you? Did you gently observe and see if there was anything you could do to alleviate the suffering of the drama? I remember walking through a parking lot at the hospital where I worked. Was walking with a female co-worker. And we passed behind a parked car at Kama we both noticed yelling inside the car. A young man perhaps 30 years old was screaming violently at an elderly man, you fucked up. At T totally fucked up, yet, I promise you, I am not doing this to feed myself or my ego. Love violence at the moment was so fast and intense, we were both somewhat overwhelmed. Let companion and I did not involve ourselves in that moment of violence. Is it? After debriefing the incident later, we both agreed we could have deleted Dash and perhaps we should have. Is could have calmly walked up to the car and asked if everything was okay. Liz both realized that elderly men may have needed help. P continued to think of that moment from time to time even years later. I no longer allow myself to be shocked or frightened into inaction when I am faced with such a moment of abusive power. If you W, I take a breath and I look for a skillful path to help. 
I don't want to be haunted by such moments of inaction, moments where I could have helped someone suffering abuse with perhaps nothing more than a few moments of my time. Power in the process, if you look closely at groups, you will see group power clearly revealed in its decision-making process. The most common formal group decision-making process in the United States is Robert's Rules of Order. This form of this group process is used in the vast majority of political decision-making bodies in our country rules of order is a method of discussion in which one person a chairperson has enormous authority over who gets to speak and what topics are discussed thanks a rules of order is not an egalitarian group process since not all people present hold equal power so you might carefully consider your motives when joining any group that follows such a process the pioneer group using Robert's rules of order is to join and validate the existing hierarchy in the group how existing hierarchy is corrupt or flawed, you might choose a different path forward other than participation. 1. Formal group process that strives to be egalitarian is consensus. By a consensus meeting, all participants have absolute equal power over every moment of the group discussion and decision-making. With consensus process has carefully designed elements that enable equality while also facilitating productive discussion. If I've facilitated and participated in hundreds of consensus meetings in my lifetime at Comma and I continue to be fascinated and inspired by its elegance, I tell you have never experienced a robust and effectively facilitated consensus process, then you have an exciting and potentially enriching new experience to explore in your journey. You are seeking a group structure that is not hierarchical, then you might seek out or create a group that operates using consensus, rather than any variation of Robert's rules. Copyright Comey be surprised to hear that another very common form of institutionalized oppression is democracy. They may seem counter to everything you have ever been taught. But to have a group vote and make decisions by majority rule delete dash is to oppress the minority opinion. FR majority opinion is by no means guaranteed to be the wisest opinion delete dash as history has proven time and again with societies dominated by prejudice and other inhumane delete dash yet common beliefs and values. In next simple, for thousands of years people in countless cultures have been largely believed inferior based upon gender, race, sexual orientation, religion, and more. The I. Inane prejudice has often been forced upon the minorities opposing it through the democratic process of majority rule. Respective edifers from majority rule in that no one is forced to accept a decision for which they have a concern. The consensus, the goal is to find solutions that everyone delete dash and add comma including the minority delete dash and add comma can find acceptable. The trade stimulates discussion and creative problem solving doesn't then find idyllic solutions everyone loves, but rather, it helps groups of people find the path to a healthy compromise that makes reasonable accommodation to as many needs as possible. Seeing consensus work in amazing ways on small scales, and groups of hundreds of people change dash to comma and I believe we can find ways to bring some of its beauty and power to improve the functioning of our democracies. And we'll discuss one of my ideas for doing this at the end of this book.
Oppression is one of the most destructive and negative forces in this world at common, so we must tread carefully when we tread near power. In a Mayfeel, your best path forward is to participate in a group that uses a flawed process, such as Robert's rules. A tech simple, you may wish to help some already established group, a board, political body, club, or organization evolve into a healthy force in our world. Yet you do make the choice to join such a group. The key is simply to remain vigilantly mindful of what you are doing and why you are doing it. I see. You are considering joining a group that uses inherently unbalanced power structures, then consider these questions. Let us share the resources of the is my goal. As I achieve my goal within a group with unbalanced power dynamics, Lists I want to achieve my goal using unbalanced power dynamics. Plea I change the power structure in the group to something more egalitarian. Also I be oppressed if I participate in this group. If why I oppress others if I participate in this group. Also I effectively form a competing group that follows a more egalitarian process. This such an alternative group better achieve my life goals? These questions are neglected as people blaze their path forward joining groups, yet to move forward mindfully is to patiently and thoughtfully keep your options open, even when you are confident of your current general trajectory. Sometimes, joining a structurally flawed group may be a skillful course of action. Then often people make the mistake of accepting the oppression embedded in the world around us without question delete dash even dismissing or attacking those who call attention to it. The example, some people may believe a particular political party is working to achieve some good and noble goals. How? T belief, although it may be true, doesn't change the reality that the political party is likely controlled by highly imbalanced, unbalanced and inequitable power structures. By May Popple may feel it is more important to eliminate inequality within the political party prior to achieving any of the party's other goals. With other words, some people may feel the means in which we improve the world is as important as the world we hope to create. If opinion could make two people who are in many ways allies find themselves seemingly at odds in a group, I thought type of conflict of priorities arose often as the Occupy movement groups mixed with the more established political organizations in the U.S. If you join a group, join mindfully and always remember your power to leave if that becomes the skillful path. Copyright Caney case, whether joining a formal or informal group, you may find the following mindful practices liberate you from some of the burdens and dangers of power in groups. Letting go of power, power is a strange thing in this universe. If you wish to live a mindful and happy life, then I encourage you to be very careful in ever accepting more power over others than you truly need. For you participate in a group, power may be offered to you. In Noth Eyes Happens, I encourage you to be wary, reluctant, humble, and generous in your response. Your worth in this universe is not measured by how much power you hold. Is it measured by how many people choose you over someone else to hold any specific power in a group setting? Respeophus holds virtually infinite power within our own sacred kingdoms, that limitless realm that begins at our skin and extends beyond the limits of our imagination. They don't need to fret the battles for power in the external world. They troweth the world, but do not be owned or defined by it.
all times, some people on this planet hold power over vast armies and weaponry. People can choose to destroy or create on an enormous scale with but a few simple words of instruction to others. We are all but simple life forms crafting homes on a tiny wet rock floating in a cosmos larger and more complex than anything we can possibly comprehend. In ridding over power in this world is to behave like a guppy battling over a share of the pond. And never simply be mindful of power as it flows around you, in and out of your possession. At wary of embracing or accepting power over others unless you recognize a clear positive reason to do so. Yet you are in a group where people are struggling over power, you can choose not to participate in that battle. I create you can sit quietly and wait. Let not attempt to force your way into the fray. Is not wait resentfully for your turn to talk. Is it reobserve the group? Listen about what it is doing, why it exists, and what all the participants want from the group. Please not just as you do not grasp for the power of the group, do not hold on to it when the power is given to you. All the group asks you to decide, then you might decline and ask the group to decide. If group dynamic constantly gives you space to speak but not others, then generously transfer that space to others in the group who are not being valued as highly. A lot group makes decisions by majority rule, it may be easier to get the outcomes you want, but you will be tempted to do so despite the opposition of the minority. Th. You truly want to move forward by oppressing the desires of the minority opinion, not seek consensus. Thana, seek to understand the concerns of the opposition and genuinely work to craft a path everyone can live with. The simple act of seeking greater consensus when you have no need to do so will deeply impact the consciousness of everyone involved. How empowering. People when you don't have to, you earn respect and trust, and you act like a true gardener of the human spirit. As I mentioned earlier, the group decision-making process that actively seeks to avoid oppression is consensus. By a way, consensus is the group equivalent of mindfulness and mindful action, for just as mindfulness is the most difficult and rewarding individual process, consensus is also the most difficult and rewarding group process. With this is to a group of minds as meditation and mindfulness is to a single mind. If you are as to man's open honest awareness of all your inner needs, desires, demons, and fears delete dash and add comma as well as virtually infinite patience. I thank you man's open add comma honest communication and listening between all participants delete dash and add comma as well as virtually infinite patience. Just as mindfulness is the profoundly more rewarding path than the alternatives, so too is the pathway of consensus more rewarding than the alternatives. Copyright. It's not easy, though. If I achieve consensus, you will need to learn to let go of your need to just make a decision and truly embrace patience as your ally. Meditation. Is not easy. From a decis not easy in no way is not easy. The again, the best medicine in life is not necessarily the easiest. Pursue one happy life ad comma or do you want an easy life? The inf giving attention another mindful practice that will affect the flow of power in groups is the simple power of your attention. They you are in a group in which a minority is being cut off from speaking their piece, then you might choose to ask that minority for their thoughts. Might do this in public or private. 
way you are giving a gift of power to that minority and we're showing interest in their ideas and you're giving them the gift of loving attention. That you are in public, your attention and public questions helps help create space for these voices to be heard and this will help bring the minority ideas into the public light. Yet you give attention in private, it will help nurture trust as well as help you gain understanding of an alternative and potentially enlightening viewpoint. In a social setting, your attention is very similar to your power in joining or not joining. I crack simple, if one person is talking a lot, grasping for more and more attention, you can simply not pay attention to them him. Let can choose to pay attention to a person that who you find interesting, or you can examine a piece of art on the wall or a potted plant. Is it acts may not be the gentlest way to respond to people grasping for attention, but sometimes people benefit from tough love. Is Mindful of any body language you express that encourages power mongers to continue to hold their claims to group space. Listen waiting can be a deafening act while warm eye contact and subtle nods can be a profound encouragement for the shy to step up. Pleck can also walk out of groups briefly to gaze at a landscape or cloud if a group dynamic begins to feel too unhealthy. Al short, simply because people are attempting to wield power around you doesn't mean you have to help satiate their desire. If you why you place your attention upon receives your love and gains some power. Change semicolon to comma so don't give it away thoughtlessly. Waiting giving space the third mindful aptitude that once again proves its potency in action, this time in relation to group power, is silence and waiting. Alu thought silence and waiting was hard when in a one-on-one -on -one connect these conversation, it is exponentially more difficult to experience in groups. This is almost always someone who will fill an awkward silence in a group unless a clear discussion structure is in use. I remember attending an egalitarian meeting on a grassy field at the first Occupy National Gathering in Philadelphia in 2011, followed the egalitarian process common in consensus-run meetings. Thanks again focus of this meeting was on the oppressed voices of women and minorities within the Occupy community. At one point, a young woman who had helped call the meeting asked to hear from people, but she asked to first hear from women and minorities about their thoughts on oppressive group dynamics in Occupy. The Co. were about 60 people in the circle gathered on the park grass and the group was probably about 60% white male and 40% minority or female. How Todd Speaker made the request to hear from women and minorities first, there was silence. By Matt perhaps 30 seconds of fairly awkward silence, finally a hand was raised to speak. With another, if you another. ITH hands raised came from white men who were present. Facilitator acknowledged them and they each spoke. Copyright Copathy spoke. A middle-aged Native American woman raised her hand. THDO not have a transcript of what she said and no recording was allowed at this meeting, but I will attempt to repeat her sentiment based on the deep imprint she embedded in my memory. FR Native American woman said she was disappointed. And then said, as best I can recreate from my memory ad comma which again I hope honors her true sentiment. 
the information provided herein is stated to be truthful and consistent in that any liability in terms of inattention or otherwise by any usage or abuse of any policies, processes, or directions contained within his TH who are systematically and routinely oppressed are not accustomed to having space to speak and participate. The informant oppression is not as simple as asking their opinion. The tear not going to trust you are not going to trust you to wait for them to gather their thoughts, are not going to believe you really want to hear them speak. In W, what happened right here proves this point. In E, asked them to speak, but the white men could not wait even a minute to let them think. At T, just couldn't wait to speak, yet just had to have your voice heard. I crave you want to hear from those who never speak. Let cares if it takes one minute or ten minutes. Is it wait at commandment? Is it really so hard to be a part of that path and stop being an obstacle to that vision? Listen. Felt I had valuable things to say delete dash and add comma but her words hit home. Applies easy for me at comma white male at comma to speak in front of groups. I'm often looked to as a leader, both informally and formally. If y'all group broke up, I followed the Native American speaker as she walked away from the group. Also, she saw me approaching at comma, she looked up at me with curious and cautious eyes. I said to her, I just wanted to thank you for what you said. I give you a hug. Thanks again for reading. Sincerely, Matt said to me, I thought it might have been too much how to use the gifts at all. What needed to be said? If they thank you again for saying it, power is a strange thing. IT can be used to create, can be used to destroy. Copyright C can be used to heal. The simply moving power around itself transforms moments in our human relationships. If you mindfully journey your life, it will serve you well to be aware of power. Yet if you practice letting go and do not attempt to grasp at power, you may find it flows to you and away from you at exactly the right moments in the exact right amounts. N. N. Attention, wait, and strive to act skillfully in relation to power delete dash just as a kayaker strives to paddle skillfully amongst the currents of the river. The information P moving beyond personal mindfulness applying the skills and aptitudes of mindfulness to your life, to your individual life choices, to your relationships, and to your actions and groups is a never-ending journey of experimentation and learning. The end moment of our lives is a crossroads of a billion different possible paths. The TRM moment is an opportunity for mindful action. You commit yourself to regular and steady meditation practice at comma and if you bring the lessons of meditation and mindfulness to your daily life, you will find the branches of your being sprouting new and unexpected growth. You allow yourself to stop reacting to life and choose rather to act mindfully. You will discover new wonders and new joys, delete ellipsis and add comma as well as profound new types of pain and awkwardness. In risk and adventure, Inima simply decide whether you wish to be a mindful hero thoughtfully canoeing the river of life or do if you want to be a passenger desperately clinging onto a log floating along at the mercy of the whimsical currents of our world. A tea choice is simple, but in both paths are hard.
if you undertake the mindful path in your individual and interpersonal life, you and your relationships will transform. Yet, relationships may end, others may grow in unexpected ways, and totally new ones will emerge in surprising places. ICR will begin to be acutely aware of your power to touch the lives of other people at comma and you will begin to appreciate the irony that those who grasp at power the least hold the greatest power within. As you transform your life and positively touch the lives of others, you might begin to consider your place and impact in the larger world. What is your life and how are your actions affecting people on the other side of the world right now? Is IIS power working in your nation? Is IIS power working on our planet? List people being oppressed, abused, or exploited? Play you okay with this happening? Also, do you have an oppression, abuse, and exploitation in our world? If you want to do anything to help your national or global community find a path to a healthier dynamic, to creating a truly egalitarian garden of flourishing human life, all the mindful path you might take to positively affect the world of people, cultures, and politics. Thy next section will explore this rarely discussed and some might say taboo application of mindfulness, perhaps another way to say it. How does one mindfully change the world? The power of mindfulness, how to use the gifts of meditation and mindfulness to create a happy life in a better world by Matt Reddy. I am eager to gather feedback from those rare souls who take the time to read what IH will use the terms politics, political goals, and political actions to refer to this category of activity. With when I say politics, I mean it in its most basic and broadest sense at comma, which is the theory and practice of influencing the actions of people we don't directly know. When... You influence yourself or your friends at comma that is not politics, rather that is your personal and interpersonal activity. If you seek to influence the behaviors of people in governmental power or the people who vote to put people into governmental power, then that is politics and involves political action. ITH next few chapters will explore how and why to take mindful political action when seeking to affect positive change in the world. Chapter 18, Copyright, Copyright 2014 by Matthew W. Ready All Rights Reserved. This document is geared towards providing exact and real favorite term for the goal of life on an individual level is happiness. This document is a healthy ad, comma, flourishing existence like that of a well-tended apple tree. If all want to grow and nourish all aspects of our life and our being, our family life, our social life, our work life, our love life, our creative life, and so on. In Nathan is our fundamental political goal. As we discussed in the previous sections, keeping our goal clearly in mind helps guide us to take skillful and mindful action in relationships and helps us avoid wasting energy on trivial drama. To mindfully navigate the broader world, the world of politics, government, and social activism at comma, we need to summon as much clarity as possible around our fundamental political goal. The way to ask this is to ask, what is the world I want? What world do you want? Re-meditation to better see your goal for the world, to better see your political pull star, you may wish to meditate upon your desires for the world around you. The
Enhance this practice, I suggest you exercise your mindful skill of letting go and use it to let go of all your current tightly held political values and positions. The track go of your political ideals and starting afresh may not be easy, but it is invaluable if you can do it. Clearing your mind of your preconceived political values as best you can, so looking upon the world of possibilities anew. What values and desires for the world emerge naturally from the core thing you seek in this universe? happiness, and why you imagine a world in which all people are able to thrive and be happy, and I imagine how the world might need to be organized for that to happen. At Tai you see the beginnings of a path to create such a world. Yet down, close your eyes and allow yourself to meditate and contemplate this. I see are then what emerges. The exercise I describe above is not easy. Let the likely your political views and values are deeply ingrained. Is it may be unwilling to sit and re-examine them even for a few minutes. Is it reaction is quite common. This is hard to question any of our values and beliefs upon which we have built our life. Plea if we don't do so, we risk building our life on a lie. The path of mindful living is not easy. Al's path of living an honest life is not easy. If the actions impact the world, also political values and views impact how you vote and interact with the larger world of politics delete dash and add comma and this larger realm has far-reaching impact on the lives of people all over the world. This, 